0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Energy Podcast. A couple days late this week, but we're here and looking forward to talking about plenty of Pokemon TCG news and results from tournaments in this week's episode. Of course, we're going to kick things off by talking about the biggest news in the Pokemon community this week. The fact that Rotation has been announced officially it's kind of what we thought it was going to be, but it's officially announced. We'll talk about some of the cards that are leaving, things that we are going to miss a little bit, um, things we're excited about that might be better, you know, with old cards rotating out. Uh, we're going to also talk about some new cards that are coming out, which are certainly going to have an impact on the first tournaments after rotation. EUIC will be that first big tournament, so we'll talk about that a little bit. We don't know everything, obviously, but some crazy cards coming out for sure. We will, of course, have everyone's favorite segment of the podcast, Guess That Flavor Text. We're going to wrap things up by talking about what went down at the Portland Regional Championships this past weekend. My name is Chip Richie. Joined here once again, as always, by my friend and co-host, coming off yet another top eight finish, Azul GG. What's up, Azul? How are we doing, buddy?
1: Doing pretty good, Chip. Yeah, I got another top eight at Portland, which is pretty cool. Um, Ended up going down on top eight to John, who won the whole thing with the Tina. Um, but uh, but yeah, had a good uh, another good another good event showing, which was cool. Played Charizard again, and then uh, took a couple days off uh, after Portland um, and uh, did a little short vacation. But yeah, getting back into it now the episode of the podcast today which is coming out tomorrow and then yeah back to streaming and all this stuff tomorrow so i'm excited to get back to streaming and stuff um i was really enjoying like the just kind of content in general pre pre-portland and then took a you know a little bit longer break than i usually do with the post event stuff but i'm um, yeah excited to get back to all the content stuff what about you chip what were you up to uh, or how i guess how was the cause I, didn't, I didn't see much i ran to you once at portland yeah because you were as as, like yeah when you you, i feel like you weren't out Are, are you usually more on the floor when you're doing actual casting as opposed to backstage work
0: yeah for sure so yeah for those who don't know in portland this week instead of casting i was working behind the scenes i was the subject matter expert on the production line so pretty much just aiding the production crew with things related to the tournament and also helping with the pulling of matches and the like community choice votes and some of the information that went up on stream with the graphics and stuff like that. I did not make any of the graphics. So anyone who was, you know, I saw a few comments about that, uh, you know, cause there were some kind of funny bits um, that went up uh on the broadcast like little lower third notes about like the one that we put out of you that was like just some guy that hosts a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um that was not solely me. Some of the things that I said did end up making it onto the, you know, onto the actual stream itself. But I was not the person, you know, typing these things out and putting them out there. Uh there is a graphics guy that does that. It's actually Adam Doricott does that um backstage now. But yeah, it was good. I I enjoy doing that a bit. But like you said, you did not see me out on the floor because I was working the entire time, pretty much from the time that I got there in the morning for my uh, call time. I was sitting at my chair except for like quick bathroom break and then like to get a working lunch all the way until the end of round nine and then the end of the finals on day two. So it's a lot more work, I think, doing the SME compared to casting. I guess it's just different more than anything. Uh, but with casting you do have some kind of like dedicated breaks worked in where you're off for rounds and then on those off rounds that's usually when you see me like walking around and watching games and stuff like that but um yeah when i'm doing the sme subject matter expert stuff i am backstage literally the whole time no breaks at all yeah
1: yeah how'd that go because this is like the second time you've done it before
0: yeah i did it in pittsburgh and i did it this time too and i it's fun i i like it it's just different i definitely still prefer casting to it Um, to be honest, I might prefer playing to doing the SME. Like, I think maybe (laughs) if I got asked to do it again, I might just be like, maybe I'll just play in the tournament because I do still like competing. Um, but then also at the same time, like, I feel like I'm coming up short when I'm competing because I am only like trying super hard for like a week or two before the tournament to practice. And then I feel like I don't perform as well as I know I could. So I don't know. Maybe I should, I don't know. We'll see, but. Hopefully, I just end up casting the rest of the events this year. We'll see what happens. But um, it was cool because then after that, after Portland, my wife actually came with me to Portland. And then we took a little bit of a vacation for the first few days of this week. So that's, you know, you were on vacation in San Diego. We were on vacation in the Pacific Northwest. We took a day, drove through, like, the Oregon coast, which was really cool. It was terrible weather. (laughs) but it kind of made it more fun. Almost. I don't know, because it was like, we went out on the beach at, um, cannon beach in, uh, in Oregon, kind of south of Astoria. And it was like swirling wind and rain. And the sand was like pelting the side. Like I was wearing jeans and we came off the beach and my, like from my knee down to my ankle was just caked in sand that had been blowing on the beach but uh, it was kind of like almost fun because of how ridiculously bad the weather was. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I went up to Seattle for a couple days as well. So we went to Seattle and did some fun things there. It's really not a great time of year to go to Seattle. We found out as well in January yeah. is <laughs> cold great, and wet man. and gross and windy, but I uh, got to go see the Pokemon company international office as well, which was cool got to take a little tour of that area which was fun and uh, yeah then we came back home and it was also our first vacation just me and brooke without the baby without samuel so that was um kind of hard but also at the same time good you know you got to do it at some point so it's kind of like ripping the band-aid off right um and he did great with grandparents and stuff throughout the weekend so We know that if we do that again, that he'll be just fine, which is definitely nice. But yeah, it was good. Overall had a a fun tournament, uh, in Portland, but more so like the vacation and trip after and stuff like that.
1: I was about to ask was like pepper taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Pepper as well. (laughs) The dog.
0: Yes. Grandparents are great babysitters and dog sitters, thankfully. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Portland was cool. Um, it seems like it'll probably be like, a, I wonder if they'll ever it kind of makes sense for them to put it in Seattle eventually. I think right? it would
0: be cool if they did a Seattle regionals, yeah, right, because they no.
1: they have the headquarters right there. I guess it's still pretty close, but
0: Seattle is probably a little bit more expensive than Portland. That's probably
1: why? It's like it's close enough. It's actually probably it a lot sense. more
0: expensive than Portland. yeah.
1: maybe it's just like it's close enough that it makes sense because having one there, maybe that's just something they're just trying to aim for is having one close to the headquarters. But then if it's like that much of a that much bigger of a price difference, it makes no sense to put it in. Uh, yeah i think vancouver is also like the
0: same distance from seattle to yeah it's like in the middle between seattle and uh or seattle's in the middle between vancouver and portland almost
1: yeah yeah it's pretty close up there um all right well to kick things off um we just got a couple announcement things to take care of first i think the first thing we talk about is uh finally have some more latin american uh regionals on the schedule yeah for anyone and this is actually something i didn't see the the tweet i saw from someone was like no one's talking about this but there's more latin american events i was like yeah i haven't seen anyone talk about that um
0: when did this go get announced i did not see anything about it until you told me about it
1: yeah yesterday i think um i don't know just they are they popped up um one in march on the 9th and then one in april on the 20th and then one in santiago chile perhaps with no more information at some point uh, at some point undetermined i would assume it's after but that that's getting close to the end of the season then isn't it because uh we got any in june this year right i think um, so april maybe may then right yeah. maybe in may it could be june i guess it could be early june still as well because there
0: is the there is LA regionals is in May, is like the end of May. So it could yeah. be sometime in the middle of May for sure. Like maybe the Stockholm weekend. It'll probably, if it's, if it is, like I wonder if it isn't going to be after April 21st or if it's just like a placeholder. Like maybe it'll be sometime in between these two, you know? Yeah,
1: I could see. Oh yeah, sure. It guess it could be in between them at some point.
0: But yeah, LA uh, NAIC, sorry, is June 7th to 9th and i mean i guess we don't to be in may no have to be May
1: or before May, and i just want to be in june
0: yeah because there will probably be a new set for naic right uh like if we're going by would there so like, it might be a new set for worlds actually there might not be a new set for may 24th NAIC. release i guess that wouldn't it's like a month after
1: two months it's too much because we're months. getting which could happen in that's
0: kind of what happened with uh that's literally be... what happened last year right
1: uh, new set
0: for, um, there's NAC? a new set for ER, yeah, I guess, which was Scarlet Valley base set. And then there was a new set for NAIC two months later, two and a half months later.
1: Yeah. So I just so want to see it. it could, but now they pushed NAIC back a month because it was July last year. That's the thing. NAIC has been pushed back a month. That's like, true. It would have to release a month and a half after. So I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be a, we'll have a world set this year. We won't have a new set for NAIC, though. Um, with the way things are looking, right? Because yeah, because it would have to, it wouldn't come out. It would come out a, th- the third weekend of the set would have to come out the third weekend of um, June. Which it would have like to a come month out and three weeks, a month and three weeks after the next major set. So it's probably going to come out the end of June, like June twentieth after NASE. But Worlds is what we. I guess we don't have World States yet, but Worlds is probably end of July, right? Don't we know it's in July for some reason? I feel like we know it's in July. I don't I think we, are, think we just assume, are we just assuming are we just assuming
0: that anyway I think I've heard most people assume it's in August
1: really even though NAIC is in June I guess that's my assumption I guess I guess it was because I think NAIC that's a self assumption June. on
0: your part yeah
1: I guess it could still be like that I mean it being like at end of August would be that's like
0: 3 months hopefully break. they do just announce it like pretty soon yeah <laughs> I think yeah. like 6 months in advance of when they plan to host the tournament at a minimum that would be nice that would be nice
1: yeah, yeah. I guess that was kind of my assumption based on it being in July. It would be that Worlds is then in June, but I guess it could still be August. But it'd probably be early August then, um, if it is going to be in August. I guess we'll have to wait and see.
0: We will this have to wait and time... see. And uh, something else we'll have to wait and see is going to be the result of a pretty big matchup that's happening this weekend. Uh, this is all of a sudden kind of out of nowhere. You know, moving on here from our topic about the Latin America regional schedule this um bit of a grudge match i guess you could almost call it (laughs) that's popped up on twitter the last couple days has become kind of the biggest thing in the pokemon tcg in a while and it all originated around this person lax station who tweeted question of the day what beats tina or how do the other decks navigate the matchup And Jake Gearhart replied to that and said, Gardevoir with Jirachi, Cresselia, and four stadium bumps, 75-25's it if you play the matchup right. Obviously, you can cut one of the two of those pieces and still have a favorable matchup, just not as favorable. And then one of Tina's biggest soldiers, I feel like (laughs) as of recent has been Isaiah Bradner. And, you know, he's not someone who's uh, afraid to put his money where his mouth is, says money match me, little bro, a hundred dollars, 10 games. I'll go at least five, five. And then that turned into Jake and Isaiah setting up this money match. You chimed in as well, Azul, and said, if you guys let me stream this, I'll put up, the money winner gets a hundred dollars, and then now it's official, a grudge match of sorts. Jake Gearhart playing Gardevoir versus Isaiah Bradner with the Lost Tina. You're streaming it on your channel this Sunday, and this is blown up. I mean, the, the people I saw JW tweeted this is like maybe going to be the most watched piece of Pokemon TCG <laughs> content ever. I don't know about that, but possible. There's going to be a lot of people uh, tuning in to see the results of this one. What do you have to say about it, Azul, someone who's putting it on?
1: I mean, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I, I saw them going back and forth. I did not know how seriously they were taking over if it was actually ever going to happen. But I was like, you know, if I, uh, you know, set the stage for it, I'm sure they'd be down. Um, and then, you know, it's good content. Um, and, uh, you know, I yeah, it's, it's a great thing to have on <clears throat> on my stream. You know, great content to put out there. And yeah, a lot of people seem really excited about uh, just kind of seeing something, seeing something like this go down. Um, and it's kind of definitely made me think about other things like this that I could probably do in the future. So definitely be on the lookout for that, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm looking at like maybe doing something like once a month or something similar to this um, in the future. But yeah, it's starting with this one this Sunday. So two days from now, when you guys are listening to this, January 14th, 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Over on my my Twitch channel, Azul GG. So make sure you come by and check it out. Best of nine, Tina versus Guardi. That's a lot of Tina versus Guardi. We'll see how it goes.
0: It's a long Um, time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you know, they're going to be like taking it,
0: they're both going to be tryharding as well, thinking through every little possible thing that could happen.
1: Yeah. So I already thinking about that has already made me think about ways to kind of make these kind of show matches a little bit more interactive in the future. So um yeah definitely plan on doing more stuff like this like i I said so so look out for that but yeah i'm excited for this first one it'll be a ton of fun it's gonna be a good time um
0: what are what are your thoughts on the matchup
1: i think it's like slightly guardy favored um so the lists um i was gonna actually tweet out the lists on my tweet as well yeah you Um, didn't do that yeah so it is gonna be jake's gonna have the deoxys the Cresselia, and the jirachi um and then bradner is gonna have the
0: is the deoxys even good in this matchup
1: yeah, because, like, it's a good initial attacker.
0: I guess um, you can use the V-Star power. <laughs>
1: yeah, the V-Star power as well. So it's, like, a good initial attacker. And then Bradner is going to have the Avery, though. Uh, yeah. Brighton played the Avery at uh, at Portland um, and is going to have that, that Avery in there. So the it Avery's also like the pretty good. But
0: only three path. Only three path.
1: Only three path to work with, though, for sure. So... Um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think I favor what, it, like I said, I think I favor Guardi slightly overall, but like once you get the Avery involved, I don't know, like it's a pretty big card if you hit it. Um, you know, Avery plus Greninja becomes a threat, Avery plus Sableye becomes a threat because you can't really keep Manaphy and Jirachi on your bench. So yeah, the Avery's going to be like the biggest player in the matchup, I think overall. Certainly interested to see, see uh, how
0: it's uh, going to play out.
1: Yeah. I guess I'm also curious to see like, I assume both both of them are going to choose first, but I could see Bradner thinking, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I could see it being better for Tina to go second, to be honest, um, which would then make it better to go second overall. But I don't know. I guess like with Mirage, it kind of makes it, doesn't really seem great to choose. But if you get off like turn one cram going second, like, I don't know, that sounds that sounds like it could be reasonable. You have to get off the turn one cramped, I think, to be up in the project. I don't think you want to get off the turn one and be seeking going Also,
0: making Guardy go first does decrease their, like, outs to setting up, right?
1: An aggressive, yeah, an aggressive start. They're almost always relegated to, like, Mirage yeah, Step. Yeah, they, like, like have like to days. Mirage
0: Step, and then if they ever prized a Curlia, you've got the Avery as well, like you said. Like,
1: Yeah, I could see so, it, too. I'd assume going first is going to be the route, but I guess we'll wait and see. Uh see what they choose and see how it goes but yeah excited for this uh this match on uh, on sunday for sure yes yeah, so to sure to uh...
0: if you guys are interested it's going to be 6 p.m eastern time over on azul's twitch channel twitch.tv slash azul
1: yeah i feel like you don't get to see
0: i mean you do like
1: on stream you do get to see some top level play like at the regionals but i feel like this is like kind of a next level of play we'll we'll see like uh, it's more games, so less uh Variant. less less variance from bad draws, bad prize cards. Um, and then like not quite infinite time that we playing on PDCG Live, so they will still have the timer uh pushing them along on PDCG Live, but like they'll have more time than they
0: normally do. Do you would, think anyone so, will time out?
1: Uh, I think it's a good possibility, yeah, on, on the Guardy side, I would say. Probably not on Bradner's side. Just so there's way less There's actions more actions
0: that, but... for Gardevoir every turn.
1: Yeah. I guess uh, maybe on the Maybe on the Guardy side, but probably not overall. Probably not
0: more I'm actions on Guardy side, so it's like there's more opportunity for Jake to like take the full what's it thirty seconds between action on PTCG live or something like that. I have no clue. Yeah, so like, it, I think a it might chance be 30 that he seconds, like yeah could take that full time like multiple times, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, more definitely. Need to see what will happen. Uh, it's like yeah. and it's not like money matches are a new thing in Pokemon TCG. Like friends have been doing money matches against each other for like forever arguing about like who they think is favored in a certain matchup it's like all right put your money where your mouth is you know ten dollar money match i've done that plenty of times over the years with friends and stuff like that so it's kind of funny to now see it on full display uh in you know stream form content form i assume you'll be uploading it to youtube as well yeah
1: yeah it'll make its way to youtube definitely for sure for sure well cool
0: well yeah big news this week with That happening for Azul this weekend, but also released this week is the announcement of the 2024 Pokemon TCG Standard Format Rotation, something Pokemon likes to do every single year to keep the game lively and keep things changing up so we don't see the same old decks dominating time after time. So come April 5th, 2024, cards with the E regulation mark will no longer be legal to play for the standard format. And I think they picked three pretty good cards to depict on the announcement, right? I would say the three (laughs) cards that of this E block have definitely been the most meta-defining ones, Mew VMAX, Path to the Peak, and Battle VIP Pass.
1: Yeah, whoever wrote this up is very in tune with the competitive uh meta for sure. I don't Imagine know. Imagine they just
0: picked like three totally random e-block cards. Like <laughs> <laughs> Do they have the
1: author of the I mean I'm, I'm Rillaboom V Max? <laughs> is there like the whoever wrote this up is, is their name on it's it? It's not no. on here, no. Yeah, I feel like yeah, but they definitely seem to be in tune. But yeah, it's it's funny the cards that they chose for you. The Mew, the Path, uh, and the Battle VIP best. Although I feel like uh I mean I think people are I don't know. Mew, honestly is like not is like definitely gotten toned down to like a reasonable deck. Uh, obviously, VIP pass is a pretty toxic card. Um, but I think like people are kind of 50-50 split on path. A lot of people are like, but I think a lot of this, a lot of this discussion around this between being
0: toxic or healthy. You mean? Well, yeah.
1: Just like it doesn't. I mean, I don't think path is a toxic card. I think it's a pretty healthy card overall. Um, and it feels like a lot of people feel that way as well and want something to kind of fill that gap, fill that void of of ability yeah. control. It doesn't have to be path to the peak. It can be something else. Obviously. Uh, but i feel like a lot of a lot of takes i hear about this rotation i feel like are a lot of are coming from a lot of people with inexperience in pokemon rotations because there's so many new players in the game a lot of things that i see people are say is like you have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) when they're talking about things need to be reprint or what are we going to do without this card it's like just calm down let the cards rotate play (laughs) with the new standard format it's just pokemon all over again stop stressing stop worrying about it um yeah I think it's uh, a lot of the comments I've seen about rotation coming up have just been seemingly from a lot of people who just are probably newer to the game, so this is like their first rotation in Pokemon or maybe second rotation second rotation um yeah. and they they weren't as in tune with the game for the the rotation last year, so they didn't really know what was happening.
0: It felt like the one um, last year kind of didn't hit quite as hard, right it like really hit lugia really hard and everyone was
1: ex everyone's hype about that, so yeah <laughs> we were all- re- yeah. we all rejoiced on that one, so um but yeah, this is like nothing like this this rotation was predictable, right we knew it was gonna be. In March with the new set and e blocks rotating, right? And I actually do like the consistency of the, the letter blocks rotation. So we just know what's rotating every time. And we basically know what's going to be in March. Uh, I guess the only thing that would maybe ever change is they would put our rotation closer to Japan's rotation and release our first set year earlier. set. Yeah. So like maybe next year we'll rotate in January with Japan and we'll also get a set release in January as well. I think that would be ideal is to get the move
0: EUIC up in the year too.
1: Yeah, sure or add new ice add another ic back i don't know where um but i don't think we're going i don't think we're, we're probably not going back to australia if so but if they, add, they could add another ic i guess theoretically um but yeah that's uh yeah it's predictable but that's fine and i think it's fine if it's predictable moving forward um i guess it'd be actually it would be curious you mentioned um uh what did you say at the beginning of talking about rotation oh yeah like we rotate I don't know you said something what if we did switch from rotating to banning cards Like, more aggressively, right? Like Yu-Gi-Oh does, or like Magic does. Um, And we kept, like, everything legal? Yeah, everything stays legal, and they just banned aggressively. I don't think it would be bad, as long as they were good about it. But I
0: think it's bad for the secondary market. I think that one of Pokemon's biggest pros, and then, like, the main reason that Pokemon is doing the best of all competitive card games right now, maybe you can make an argument for One Piece, but, like, the biggest issue One Piece has, compared to what Pokemon has, is, like, the cost of a deck yeah like, building a one piece deck you're gonna spend two hundred dollars on the first four cards you could yeah. take two hundred dollars <laughs> and build three to four top tier pokemon decks easily yeah,
1: that's true you know? i guess see, if it's gonna affect the market that much then it's probably better. we want to keep it ch- cheap for sure so um actually someone uh uh i forgot what it was i think it was chaotic meatball who is uh, a Yu Gi Oh content creator who's like dabbled in pokemon uh no,
0: he's like a pokemon nuzlocker Oh, really? Who's played Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. My
1: bad. I apologize, me But um they yeah, they someone was talking about how the how there's one card in Yu-Gi-Oh! right now that costs $150 for one card. Uh, And then they added me on like, you can buy this whole fire deck for less than that. (laughs) And my response to them was like, from the inside, looking out from like being a Pokemon player, looking at the other games. I just don't see why you would as long as you enjoy Pokemon. I don't see why you would actually go play any other game right now. Like Pokemon has it all. They have like uh, TPCI, who has shown this year, especially that they're looking to try and keep up with the growth of the game in terms of like prize pool and all that stuff, making events bigger. Uh, The game's cheap the game's getting better like competitively the play yeah. the the cards that are coming out of japan that the creators of the game are making the the gameplay is overall getting better like um yeah i just don't see uh and the biggest thing is the accessibility of the cards for sure right um and especially in north america right now the accessibility of playing in events is also just fine we haven't had a tournament cap and i guess knoxville kind not immediately fast, capped. Yeah. knoxville did but all the other ones besides knoxville haven't even capped immediately so like yeah there's just like no reason to not just be playing pokemon if you enjoy competitive strategy game uh, card games, uh, and you enjoy like the the fundamentals of Pokemon, just like it makes no sense. It's definitely got to gotta be else. the most plus
0: EV for like uh, someone yeah, who's a good someone who's good at it too. You know, like
1: yeah, that as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it's not that I want I want the other card games to not exist or anything. It's just like it doesn't make any sense to play any of the other card games as long as you enjoy Pokemon. Because um, yeah, the, the biggest thing is just the cost of the other games is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Compared to Pokemon, well, I mean, it's actually so insane.
0: I guess. Let me ask you this though. Like someone like you, mm. you know, you're not especially attached to Pokemon. I feel like, like you know, true. Yeah. It's the cards that you played when you were a kid. So it's what you kind of stuck with and played. I mean, think back to like 2016, 2017. Like you were doing really well as a competitor in Pokemon. Um, but like other card games were arguably doing better. You know, Magic was still booming, yep. the Pro Tour That's and true. stuff like that. Yeah what kept you from trying to go hard at that? I can't imagine it was the specifically the cost of the cards. Like to you, to you, I feel like that's not something you ever really worry or think about.
1: Um, I mean, cost of it is part of it. Like even I was mostly just because of people I knew in the community. Right. And that has to be other people's attachments to other games as well. Right. Sure. And I guess with that as well, or or people's attachments to the franchise. Yeah. Attachments to the franchise attachments to the, you know, knowing the, the community, knowing the people, um, so, those are definitely things that'll keep anyone in any specific game over another. And then, I also, it also kind of feels like sunken cost. Like, once you invest into a magic commander deck, you're like, all right, we're in, you know, <laughs> or like a Yu Gi Oh deck, like the Yu Gi Oh doesn't have rotation. So, anything you buy until it gets banned, you know, is standard legal, right? So, um, so you definitely are like in a little bit more, a little bit more. But yeah, if you're looking for something new, I guess is like the biggest thing. If you're looking for like a new card game to pick up, um, but that was like one of the things with uh, me and Caleb talked about going to I mentioned this a couple times now, going to a flesh and blood regional or whatever major event in Vegas, but the decks cost like eight hundred dollars. I was like, <laughs> we wanted to do it. We were down because he had been um that's when back when he worked for channel fireball. And that was like one of their big things was flesh and blood. So he had dabbled in the game a little bit and knew about it. Um and we're like, yo, that's actually, yeah. I mean, I'll be I'll be down to learn a new game you know flights to vegas are cheap let's just get like some let's get the cheapest standard deck oh it's a thousand dollars okay well nope i'm not gonna do that (laughs) but like anyone who wants to get into pokemon it's like oh it's 60 bucks to get a tier one deck or you know top top tier deck top you know tier three deck in the top three three tiers it's like okay yeah i can just go pick this up um and it almost it's like it's like so much more it's like going to like a a sports game even right like they get like a decent tickets at a sports game you can be like me and my friends who play Magic, we're going to go buy a Pokemon deck and play in a Pokemon regional, right? And it's like, you know, total would be like 130 bucks. to get a $60 deck, $70 entry fee. That's like a yeah, good at a sports game, game stuff. right? Like if it's a nearby, if it's a nearby regional, yeah, right? Like yeah, a driving yeah. distance one. It's like, you can just go experience Pokemon for the first time on that level so conveniently right so that's what we're trying to do with flesh and blood but it's like that's not possible you can't i mean you it is possible but i don't want to drop a thousand dollars on a deck i'm going to play at one regional but if yeah. there was like a hundred dollar flesh and blood deck i could have picked up and played i would have gone and played in it right um yeah i I think it's like if the other games don't do something i think pokemon just going to become huge it's going to overtake. uh the the majority of the competitive card game space if the if the yugiohs and i mean i think i feel like yu gi has plateaued for a really long time now but magic's on the downswing because of how they've been managing stuff recently so if the yeah. other card games one piece has a huge opportunity i feel like to kind of take some Definitely. space as well but if not i think Pokemon's just going to take over they're going to become huge it'll be like insane there's no reason to like go to a different card game or if you want to go learn a new card game it makes way more sense to go try a pokemon first because of how cheap it is to get into
0: for sure. And like you said, the game is like really fun right now, genuinely. Yeah. Like uh, and good. like the new cards coming out have been, you know, really interesting and stuff like that. Um yeah, back to the point about rotation. You know, let's talk about some of the cards that are leaving. I saw this on Twitter from uh Stephen Kent, who's a supporter of the podcast. So shout out to you, Stephen, judge in the community as well. Uh you know, I, I see plenty of these, you know, <laughs> as we come up to rotation. I'm sure there'll be plenty more posts of like appreciation of the the cards that are leaving, but yeah, this E-Block, all the cards are leaving. I mean, there's some pretty dang good cards in, <laughs> in, uh, in E-Block. Not just, like, obviously there's the top tier stuff, like the MuV Max stuff like the Urshifu Wait, is that has it? been good consistently. But, like, even just stuff you don't think about that often, like Level Ball and Escape Rope, like, just kind of, like, vanilla cards that are good to have in the format yeah. that exist. They're leaving us too, man.
1: Wait, is this it? Is this all we're losing?
0: Like, well, all these the are, like, cards? the big, big ones.
1: Okay. This does not look like that much. It doesn't that's, look like that much. That's kind but of one you... of the problems with the Pokemon TCG, though, is um, all the newest cards are, like, so much... Like, recently, all the newest cards have been so much better than the... Yeah. So, like we still have Lugia Archeops, <laughs> and we still have Lostina, we still have Charizard, uh, we still have Mariodon, like, all the biggest decks right now, or most of them, I should say. We still have, right? We're losing yeah. the Rapid Strikes, um, but, like, yeah, the on and Umbreon haven't been relevant for a while.
0: Um, I feel like the rotation doesn't really... The last last year I didn't feel like it, and this year I don't really feel like it either. It doesn't feel like it hit is hitting as hard as it yeah has in the past
1: for sure. Well, that's because all the the best cards are the newest cards. Yes, yeah. Um, so that's why and that, and that's something. Hopefully, we see, and that's something that recently since Scarlet and Violet has not been true. Like we got Guard Four EX, we got Charizard EX this stuff like the meowskarata the meowskarata popped up but like overall there hasn't been like a massive influx of new decks with each set release so we might see those decks this is what i've talked about for a little while maybe these decks are going to get their moment once rotation hits um and stuff shifts shifts up enough for something like a meowskarata to be good because i think meowskarata is really close to being like actually a meta deck um being powerful enough to be a meta deck so like stuff like that might see its see its yeah. time um, but to be honest like this kind of stuff like i'm happy to see all these cards leave. like it just like shakes up the meta things change things are like my favorite meta is always the next meta. So like big rotations or when rotation hits, which is like the biggest potential shift because it comes with a new set. You know, I'm always excited to just see stuff leave and and uh, kind of force you to play things differently because you're not really, uh, you are getting new cards with the new set, but it's not like you're, um, like now you have to figure out how to play decks without battle VIP pass or whatever. Or what is the best way to play them without battle VIP pass? Stuff yeah. like that. You don't just add four, four VIP pass to every deck to begin when you start building
0: a deck now. You're not gonna miss Kyogre like just a little bit.
1: Oh, like I, I don't miss anything because like it's oh, come on, man.
0: The Dude, new this meta guy has I'm just no emotional for attachment the, I'm to excited, anything.
1: I'm just excited for the new meta more than I care about losing cards. Like all right, now I got to go build Marida on the best way possible without the Flaffies and the uh, Battle VIP Pass. had in there.
0: Would you be sad if that you know your Pikachu Worlds Trophy right behind you just like one day tipped over, fell off the shelf, and just like smashed into a million pieces? Would you be sad?
1: yeah that would be sad <laughs> but like how sad would you be the idea of the new meta excites me more than losing <laughs> the old. i don't care about losing the old cards because that means there's a new meta dude to, uh play pokemon in literally like, play more new pokemon i don't I care just about realized, the pokemon. looking at this you're like enough confirmed
0: confirmed washed when this rotation happens because like your two big wins you know <laughs> they're rotating flying pikachu's gone kyogre's gone Fury's what are you gone. gonna do man who are you he's
1: gone as well for my uh world's top four
0: yeah um yep yeah. i guess That's you're a charizard right. gamer now i gotta be a charizard gamer <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait it's not a, wait for ocic there wasn't even kyogre in the deck oh you're <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah All right, saved unwashed unwashed <laughs>
0: <laughs> he lives to fight another day yeah
1: but yeah i'm just excited for the shift the the the, the shift that rotation brings I'm i always do enjoy
0: like new set metas but then also rotation metas like i've always said this you know just like seeing what new stuff people come up with what old stuff becomes better because the most exciting part, be some honest. things rotate out or new cards come out that give it better support and stuff like that and no, we didn't um, see that
1: last rota- that last rotation at all nothing changed <laughs> like literally lugia got worse like a lot worse but basically we still lost box still lugia still mew still arceus decks yeah, yeah like basically nothing changed um we'll see if this one's any different it might not be um, we might need like one more rotation to kind of give us that full Scarlet and Violet on um, shift that they kind of where things things start shifting heavily with Scarlet and Violet, but we're still going to have, you know, some sets pre Scarlet and Violet. I wouldn't
0: rotation, have so. hated if they rotated two blocks, to be honest.
1: Eh, that's such a small card pool. That's literally the it's
0: small, but it's workable. That's the
1: 2011 midseason rotation shenanigans. Nobody wants that. Yeah. That was that was one of the worst formats of all time. Those, all the decks. You were just literally we played four reversal. People had four reversal in their decks. That's terrible. <laughs> we're just out here flipping reversals, like what? <laughs> I can't.
0: Well, be speaking a good thing. of uh new sets, new cards, all that stuff. There were a few more new cards revealed recently. Honestly, I'm kind of glad that our podcast like didn't release like normal on like we didn't record it like normal on the ninth and release it on the 10th. Cause we would have missed like the rotation announcement first off, um, mm. the new a card that we'll talk about. We would have missed that as well. So, uh, kind of a good thing that it worked out the way it did, but let's hop over to Twan lays Twitter. Shout outs as always to Twan for yep. the translations. Um, And yeah, look at some of these new items. First off, this one got released, I think it was like Friday night of Portland. I remember like going to bed, I think, and like scrolling through Twitter and being like, oh, snap, that's pretty good. And that is the Buddy Buddy Poffin from Scarlet Violet 5 item card. Search your deck for up to two basic Pokemon with 70 HP or less and put them onto your bench, then shuffle your deck. So Battle VIP Pass might be rotating. Or is it? Is it rotating?
1: Oh, Oh, yeah, true. Because we got the what is a poffin though? Have you ever had the, the cereal puffins?
0: Dude, puffins are a bird.
1: Yeah, but there's a cereal called. Oh, is a poffin like some, some weird Pokemon food?
0: Yes, Puffin is from the Pokemon franchise. Oh,
1: see, I thought it was like a real food. Oh, never mind. Um, but yeah, it made me think of puffins. Um, it might be like a New England thing, to be honest.
0: A puffin is uh used well i know i i didn't really play much diamond and pearl when i was a kid so i don't know them as well from diamond and pearl but they are in pokemon go it's an item in pokemon go i know them from that mostly um but apparently yeah. you can make all kinds of different puffins in pokemon diamond and pearl but they this look is kinda, just the buddy buddy Puffin. look up puffin cereal puffin cereal
1: yeah it just made me think of
0: uh, uh yeah I've never seen this cereal before. Yeah,
1: they've actually rebranded. Barbara's Puffins cereal.
0: Yeah, is this what you recognize? This like older box?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, the the newer the newer ones are a little bit different. But yeah, I don't know. I, I saw puffins as I thought of puff, and they're, it's kind of similar looking. I guess. Have you like ever one. gone to
0: like a zoo that has a puffins exhibit? Mm, I don't think so. The North Carolina Zoo. Uh, is a great zoo, by the way. If you're ever, you know, in North Carolina for an extended period of time and you're looking it for it's always hyping do, up the
1: zoo. The though. North Carolina
0: Zoo is excellent. Um, it's in my hometown as well. But anyway, um, they have a puffins exhibit and it's really cool. You know, it's like this big glass wall where, uh, and it's this massive room that you can see the puffins like diving under the water and stuff like that. So it's like a half tank, half like, you know, place for them to, you know, kind of be like, uh, They're on, like, an ice wall, which is where they would be in their natural habitat, you know, or on a cliffside. It's really, really cool, but it smells terrible, (laughs) dude. Like, it is maybe one of the most vile smells that you could experience that's, like, not just, like, actual waste or sewage, you know. And it kind of (laughs) almost is waste or sewage because that's what the smell is coming from, you know, like. Yeah. (laughs) Dirty birds.
1: I don't think there's a there. I'm thinking about like the New England Aquarium. There's not a puffin exhibit, but I th- they have penguins. I think there's puffins and penguins in the yeah, yeah, yeah one. Uh, but yeah, the card search your deck for up to two basic Pokemon, 70 HP or less. Put them onto your bench, and it is an item card. So similar to Battle VIP Pass, gets two basics, but they have to have 70 HP or less. So this is very much geared towards those evolution decks. Yeah. So we've been seeing a lot of powerful basic Pokemon come out recently, and I was like, eh, come on, what more of this with all the future and ancient Pokemon? that were revealed but and i thought i didn't think we we're gonna get any big reveals until maybe the next champions league uh in february i believe for the for the march set um but they came out with these the this is a big card for sure the poffins this is a huge card for those evolution decks those stage 2 evolution decks. so i think stage 2 evolutions are safe i think we can say that for sure it looks a little bit scary they're coming out with a lot of two prize basic pokemon then save some of the reveals for a little bit later and i'm feeling a little bit better now about this this uh upcoming march set release for sure with the puffins a lot of yeah. people are, so i've seen some people say that they think this is going to be a toxic card again but i don't think so battle vip pass was toxic because you had to use it on your first turn and it could find anything yeah the puffins limited to just the 70 hp basic pokemon and them having to go to the bench so you can't just use it to like thin out your deck or fuel up your hand uh, and kind of use it as like a card value card in the mid game to like play one to get two to play an ultra ball or something
0: um, and limiting it to the 70 HP. Yeah, I think it's. I think it seems like a a pretty good card. I think it's just gonna be a good card. I think it's a super good card. I do think it's. I don't think it's toxic, but I think it's like a top tier card. Oh yeah, like, yeah. But yeah. we need. Some, there has to be something has to be better than other things, right? I think it's like. Well, I don't know I that we need like a... this and Nest Ball and Ultra Ball. You know, like we did just lose Level Ball though. Like we did just lose Level Ball. But do we have to? Like I I like. Would I you rather think... this than a Level Ball reprint? Or would you rather this than like a Pokemon communication reprint?
1: Level level Ball is pretty broken. Calm, you could make an argument for Calm being a little bit more balanced. This is
0: like almost level ball, but just better. I mean,
1: decks that are good with level ball are like really good with level ball, like, like Guard 4 or like like Rapid Strike Malamar. You know what this is really good in? Every stage you deck. Yeah,
0: like Guard 4.
1: Well, yeah, but you, I mean, you don't have an actual. You can't get Curlia, sure. Yeah. Ultra Ball for a Curlia sounds like an L for sure. Like, that's just not good card value. Um, i mean yeah I, I, sometimes when I, when cards come out i feel like people don't like cards one card has to be better than the other card like yeah. there always has to be better cards i feel like some people some, are like expecting every card to be equally good it's like that's not possible prime catchers maybe i will agree prime catcher does seem like they're overdoing it i guess one thing we could mention with that is there is going to be seven a specs in our march set so that's actually i think a good sign we've seen four of them now right yeah um so there'll be going to be three more that we're going to be getting. I think that's a good sign. Like, Prime Catcher obviously going to be the best. It's going to be really hard to beat, if even possible, without breaking the game. Um, but if we have enough other decent options, I don't think Prime Catcher is going to be as overwhelming, probably, as people think. We just need enough other yeah. decent ones.
0: I mean, I just think based on the other three we've seen, and we'll talk about the the fourth new one here in a minute when we scroll up to it, but um i think if you take out prime catcher and look at the other three it's like you could make that a compelling cool. argument depending on each deck yeah. like oh yeah this would be good this would be good this would be good whereas now just 90 percent of the time your opponent's just gonna have prime catcher in their deck maybe like 98 of the time honestly like
1: well, oh i guess one thing we could hope for we haven't seen it in a while it could be so good they ban it and honestly but yeah honestly i agree with that i, I think i saw someone else tweet that out as well if you look at the other a specs maybe you tweeted it if you look at the I other think- a specs um if you just get rid of prime catcher it's like okay these are all good cards which one do you play well then it just kind of seems deck specific to begin with but then it's like maybe a couple working your deck now which one do you play right um but yeah poffins i think a good card it doesn't seem yeah i don't think it's toxic or anything just like good for stage shoes especially with all these powerful basic pokemon coming out i mean we need some way to combat the the iron hands iron hands isn't going anywhere it's still here we still have generator like we need to find enough basics so we can combat the Iron Hand. So, yeah, I think this is just, like, fine. And I think it's, like, very obviously geared towards those Stage 2 decks.
0: Another new card, Mist Energy, a special energy. wall attached to a Pokemon, this card provides one colorless energy and then prevent all effects of attacks from your opponent's Pokemon done to the Pokemon this card is attached to. So, yeah, yet another card. Seems very good, like it'll be played in something at some point definitely not game breaking by any means i mean this like type of effect has existed in other things like the big parasol that was played at some point it's very like meta dependent though where where this would be played
1: lugia is still here right so we can still combo this with lugia people are talking about this in charizard is lugia
0: still here or what do we lose lugia is still here but i mean like is it still here you know like i don't think it loses anything the well, current builds playing... of lugia dude are still when's playable? the last time you saw someone play lugia at a regional championships uh geisler got top 32 at san antonio <laughs> yeah and didn't you say you talked to him and he was like yeah dude i just didn't have time to figure anything else out
1: well yeah but, i mean like so I'm saying, social energy will come out eventually where it'll probably be a, a top tier deck again right we just have to wait for more but this is a start this is a start we don't know what the meta looks like after rotation like lugia might be in a fine spot i think as long and as lugia might be part is legal of that. though
0: they have to be very careful about any sort of rainbow energy
1: yeah, they do have to, like, look out for that for sure. Uh, but I think it's fine for Lugia to become a Tier 1 deck again. Like, as long as it doesn't become pre-rotation Lugia again. Sure. Um, but people were talking about this card in Charizard specifically. I saw a lot of people like, oh my gosh, you can put on your Charizard and you can't get Star Requiem. I'm like, bro, let rotation happen. Who knows if Tina or Charizard are going to be good? Like, who
0: cares about that interaction? I got to tell right you, as well, I think both those cards are still pretty dang good, buddy.
1: Probably, but like just let rotation happen. We don't have to get mad about missed energy making Charizard broken. Whoa, 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 a new card just dropped. Twan literally just tweeted a new card. All right, keep going, keep going. Like
0: as we're, yes, as we're, (laughs) okay, okay, we're almost there. There's only two more to look at. We've got Dun Sparse, huh?
1: I won't read it. I'll save it to, okay, okay. Live
0: reaction coming up soon. (laughs) Is it, does it look crazy though? Okay, okay, never mind. Don't, don't read. All right, Dun Sparse.
1: 310 HP.
0: 310 HP. Keep going, keep going. Okay, oh my gosh. (laughs) wait talk it's an evolution oh snap okay, okay right. <laughs> i'm excited bro okay okay okay, Dude,
1: okay. i'm excited too da-da-dum, I'm, da-da-dum, I'm actually sparse
0: it. here it's got the ability draw and skedaddle excellent ability name by the way yeah. and this is pretty unique something we haven't really seen before once during your turn you may draw three cards if you do shuffle this pokemon and all cards attached to it back into your deck and it's got land crash three colorless 90 damage
1: yeah, so draw engine here with the Dunsparce. Chip was, Chip was questioning whether or not we should actually read this card. I was like, yes, this could be a de- really interesting card. And you know what gets your Dunsparces back in play? Boffin. Put a couple back, get a couple out. And then also, this is some Iono protection here as well, right? Your opponent Ionos You got two Dunsparces in play with the Skedaddle ready to go.
0: like They're cooked. Shh, they're done. You're getting that boss. Just get them out, bro.
1: Yeah, I think it's an interesting. Will be interesting. that The Dunsparce draw engine, probably four four to Dunspars. I don't know what you're gonna play it in, but like, it's an interesting draw engine for sure.
0: Well, did, i gotta tell you, barely even the good is rotating. By the way, Who, it doesn't matter. We're not all weak to lightning out here. Yeah, sure. It's I just, just B B-bar- uh, barrel doesn't rotate though. Here's right? what we need. This is all we need, and then, chill. Oh snap! Wait, didn't we have a reprint of this recently? This is the reprint this is The reprint. The reprint. This. Yeah. Okay.
1: That'd be crazy to be honest. If they gave us the strike and run Dunspars with that Dunsparce, that would be good. That would be really good.
0: See, that's what I would love to see happen. Is like if if there was a meta where like something like this was usable. Like we have would need Pidgey something. call for family that you're yeah. only using as like the most dire of situations. We much. have uh, Bombardier. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But like, you can you, that card will not ever be that good. It might be good, okay, at some point, but like as long as stuff like Buddy Poffin and Nestball and like all these things exist, like those so, cards are as, never going to be that good.
1: As long as Pidgey also has Call for Family on it, yeah, you know?
0: like
1: <laughs> well, that's fine. Like if no, if like, if they printed out this Dunsparce with the with the Dunsparce, that'd be that'd be probably pretty good. Yeah, um, who knows? It might give it to us eventually.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe.
1: Dunsparce that's coming out with this. Okay. we gotta, gotta
0: hurry up because I want to see what the new card is. Right, hold, on, hold, on, be... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I
1: had something else I was going to say about the spars Okay, well, hurry up. Well, now I forgot, so I don't have. Oh no, we well, can play with the other Spars, which is kind of interesting. But that's not what I was going to say. They all go back to the deck, actually. Yeah, the other one goes back to the deck. Chip's like really excited for this car. It
0: <laughs> has three hundred and ten HP. I haven't even. I don't even see. I haven't even seen what it looks like. I don't know what Pokemon it is.
1: Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, all, you want me to give you a hint of what Pokemon it is? So you can try and guess.
0: Oh, uh, does it have a flavor text in Japanese?
1: <laughs> in in my house right now. It is the most Pokemon. It's a
0: Gengar. Yep. Okay. Anyway. All right. We've going. got. <laughs> I bet Lorelai's freaking out right now, too. Okay. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Hero's Cape from SV5. They did another one of these things, by the way, where they, like, teased a new card yeah. reveal was coming, which is kind of but This time it wasn't Energy Lotto. <laughs> well, here's the thing I want to know. Like. What? What in the card designer's mind, like, had to go on for them to be like, okay, we've got all these new A-specs, we're going to do a special reveal for one of them, and then the one they did the special reveal for was not Prime Catcher. Um, Like, if there's one to do a special reveal for, it is definitely, like, game-shattering Prime Catcher, for sure. That would have, like, ruined it, right? I
1: feel like if they had, like, revealed all the other ones first, we would have been so hype about those, and then there's, like, oh, and Prime Catcher, it's like...
0: That's probably but true. They've,
1: they've kind of gotten Prime Catcher out of the way, so now we're like, we're through the trauma. They were ripping or the ripped, Band-Aid a lot off. Of
0: Prime Catcher. Yeah, they ripped the Band-Aid off. Actually, no, 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 Ketter no, no, moment. no. They were, they were creating the wound that required a Band-Aid. You know? That's Hero's Cape? No, that's Prime Catcher. Oh, Okay. <laughs> and um, then yeah, there's he- heroes cape which is a tool a spec cool to see so you know we've got special energy we've got item cards and now we have tool cards potentially maybe more maybe we'll see some stadium a think they
1: confirmed that the A specs are all it's going to be one energy card and six trainer cards they did that say that yes yeah, yeah so no more energy for this set um
0: and no pokemon which i think makes sense
1: yeah we probably won't see any pokemon although i'd be curious to see if they did do a pokemon but we probably won't see any pokemon a specs
0: but here is the Hero's Cape from Scarlet Violet 5. A-spec tool card. The Pokemon this card is attached to gets plus 100 HP. That's a lot of HP.
1: Yep, and unlike the Luxurious Cape, you're not worth one more prize card. So, And you can put this on anything, right? Luxurious Cape only triggered on non-rule box Pokemon. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a good card. It's a good tool card. Um, I saw someone talking about it with Banette EX, which could be interesting. Item locking plus an extra 100 HP. I guess we just Cheryl rotates. Yeah, I don't even know what rotates. Does Cheryl rotate?
0: Cheryl does rotate. Okay.
1: I saw someone tweet a picture of it with this. Yeah, that's big. That's, that's four hundred and fifty HP, buddy. Boss vacuum still in the format though, so yeah. it's one of those things though where I could the like I'm sure Sander is a big fan of the cape. Um, we you got four camera this? catcher. Oh no.
0: <laughs> Kong <laughs> Kelder from Noble Victories. Is that how you say it? it's not Conkelder? This Pokemon gets plus twenty HP for each Fighting energy attached to it. It's not Conkelder? It's Conkelder, bro. I don't know. Well, you're supposed to know this stuff. I probably should know this.
1: <laughs> but what I was saying, I'm pretty sure, like someone like Sander is more excited for the Cape than Prime Catcher, um, for like control type uh, decks. So this, the Cape, is one of those cards where if there's just not enough vacuum in the format, there's definitely a lot of advantage to be gained from this in like weird situations where you could like, yeah, there's there's a lot of advantage to be taken. Advantage of in a specific meta that's like not revolved around tool removal, and right now, like tool removal currently and like moving forward, I can't think of a reason why everyone has like one to two vacuums in their deck. It's just like really convenient to have in Charizard, and it's good in Law Zone decks to up your Law Zone. But yeah, this card could be. Oh, one thing we didn't mention with Poffin is I was kind of hoping Lost Zone would kind of die because uh, I'm fine with yeah, that, bro. but I think Comfie's Poffin will HP. keep. Yeah, I think Poffin will keep Law Zone decks around for a little while, be able to find your Comfy's more aggressively. I read a Comfy to ADHP. Yeah, or will they arround a Sableye to 70?
0: Or will they ban course experiments?
1: <laughs> Probably none of those things. But without Battle of IP pass, it, 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 no Battle of IP pass definitely has, but four Poffin, and four Nest Ball should keep awesome decks chilling, to be honest. Especially because you could like, get Ditto involved to kind of get anything. Uh, off All of right. Ditto.
0: One more card, and then I get to go see what the cool new Gengar does. So we've got Reuniclus. <laughs> uh, I know how to say that one weirdly re-uniqueless has the it's a stage 220 hp psychic type it's got the attack for one colorless summoning gate look at the top eight cards of your deck choose any number of pokemon you find there and place them onto your bench shuffle the other cards back into your deck speaking of cards that sander is probably excited about <laughs> this would be one of them
1: yeah it's funny that uh if for like all new card releases like it's like okay is this card good? Is this card bad? Is this a Sander card? There's like an extra category now. Sander is like established himself so much in the game um, as, you know, just who he is in the game that, like, yeah, there's like another category for when we're looking at cards <laughs> in the Pokemon TCG. It's like good, bad Sander. And it could be good or it could be bad and it could still fit in the Sander category. But uh, this one's interesting. You could definitely pull off some crazy combos and it combos with the new Mallow reprint, right? Yeah. Search your deck for any two cards, put them on top of your deck, put two stage twos. Or something crazy like that on top of your deck. Get them out through a list. And you could set up some crazy combos with this for sure. All right, is going to be an exciting card. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, and oh, a new A-spec. Wait, there's an A-spec. Okay. All right, start with... oh. <laughs> <laughs> Live reaction here. All right. There's like 20 new cards that just dropped.
1: Oh, my. All right, well, we might have to reference... Dude. Throughout the episode, we might have to come back and reference... Yeah, we'll Twitter. talk about
0: Portland and then come back to the new cards. All okay, right, let's well... look at at least these two real quick. We've got... Gengar EX, a stage 2 dark type, 310 HP, 2 retreat, weak to fighting. That does not feel right. is uh, immune to fighting, by the way. Is... Anyway, yeah, uh, it's, it's got blood, the blood ability blood. Corroding Curse. Whenever your opponent attaches an energy from their hand to one of their Pokemon, put 2 damage counters on that Pokemon. Doesn't say that Gengar has to be active. That's normally how those abilities work. Uh, and it also doesn't say that it doesn't stack. So that's another thing. And then, These abilities
1: always suck though, so yeah.
0: Well, no, hold on, hold on. not if you have three Gengars in play, anyway. And then we've got Trick Step for two dark 160. You may move one energy from your opponent's active Pokemon to one of their benched Pokemon. We still have Dark Patch, right? That right. We do still have Dark, yeah. Okay, mm... Mm. look it up. Yeah, I think we do. Yes, we do.
1: I just don't see how does anyone know any of this stuff ever. It's just so irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, we do. say it's, it's an F. Okay. Yes, yeah, so that that's huge for it. All right, it's a lot of HP. Two it and everything. Pretty efficient energy wise with the dark patch. Put Greninja in there to get your energy in your discard pile. There's some. There's some good haunters.
0: Oh yeah, isn't there? There's haunter a ghastly. Like...
1: I think. What well, isn't this haunter like? What does the Haunter do when you put it? I'm oh, thinking of this thing. Item.
0: This is old. This is what I was thinking of.
1: Oh. There's this
0: Ghastly. It's really old. It's from Unbroken Bonds. Whenever this Pokemon is knocked out, search your deck for two Haunter and put them onto your bench. That
1: sucks. Well, it sucks because it's gone. The Haunter is not that good with this specifically. Yeah. You can put a supporter card. You can With its ability, when you evolve it, you can put a supporter card from their discard pile into their hand, which you probably don't want to do because... No. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, there'll be a new Haunter that's coming out with the Gengar as well, so maybe that'll be a better Haunter and Ghastly. Let's move on to the
0: A-spec, though. Okay. An uh, ancient tool card item. Item card. Oh, item card, not a tool card. Sorry, it looks like a tool. Draw a card for each of your ancient Pokemon in play.
1: Pretty good. Does that compete against Prime Catcher? That's pretty good. That's draw six. Draw just... six, dude. Because you can boss. Like you can just do this and then boss, but you can also do this and do other things as well. You like... could also
0: research and then Prime Catcher.
1: We'll probably using Sada. But that
0: is true. We got a The card advantage that this Plasada. Yes.
1: So that's actually weird. When you do play Sada decks, it does feel like card advantage is a thing, which isn't really a thing in Pokemon in general.
0: Right. Ooh, so- oh, another one. All right. <laughs> what is there? Two. This is a future card. <laughs> oh, for each of your future Pokemon to play, choose one basic energy from your discard pile and there attach it, it to that Pokemon. There that's it is. That's
1: what we're. There's the future energy acceleration. It's an and that's a lot.
0: Though.
1: Okay. How are we finding it? We got
0: that's Arvin. right.
1: Arvin. Arvin. All right. Arvin Future. future Ar- and you also get the tool card that gives you free retreat. Arvin. That's pretty good. That could accelerate six energy. We're not probably we'll probably have Greninja on our bench to get the energy in the discard pile. That could accelerate five energy. That's kind of crazy. There it is. But yeah, in our future deck, we're not playing prime catcher. We we have to play the reboot bot. Reboot bot gotta get in there. <laughs> and for the ancient one as well, I feel like you're just playing, we're not playing prime catcher and ancient, though. It's gotta be boss plus. Um we're using the drum of awakening plus boss. That's like our prime catcher combo. Basically, the drum kind of nuts, to be honest. Yeah, the drum. Yeah, that's a
0: lot that, of cards. To
1: be honest, I think the stage shoe decks need. I think the stage shoe decks need the uh, the poffin and the prime catcher to survive because, as there's some good cards right there for ancient. Did of Future we react and too to their quickly basics.
0: to prime catcher?
1: See, that's what I was saying. I was like, let's wait and see. I mean, for like non-future, non-ancient decks. How are you not going to play Prime Catcher? But, I mean, the cape plus 100 HP,
0: not bad. It also might um, still just be better in Roaring Moon, to be honest, to play Prime Catcher. Like, you already draw a lot of cards. And then you're like, like, yeah. how many ancient Pokemon do you have in play? You know, when you have Squawkabilly plus uh, Greninja, Lumineon, you know, like... That's fair. Well, I was thinking more with, like, the the new guy.
1: Uh, the oh, 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 um, oh,
0: oh, the giraffe
1: yeah i was thinking more about that raging bolt yeah we just want to find our sadas
0: it's pretty good in that probably yeah
1: and like yeah the future pokemon can't exist without the reboot bot i feel like you have to play reboot bot in the right, future i'm refreshing decks.
0: i'm refreshing and then we gotta we'll move on and come back also okay. reboot
1: bot with hands like come on more energy acceleration for iron hands Do we need that you just put that in my on with two hands yeah <sighs> that's kind of crazy like you just get two hands down turn one play that accelerate one to each throw some generators double turbo is still
0: in the format yeah
1: double turbo is still in the format all right peony rotates though so does that mean there's one more a spec one more
0: a spec to be revealed right peony rotates right yeah um yeah because what we've got prime catcher we've got the energy we've got these two new ones we've got the yep. new tool card and we've got master ball so there's one more coming yep one more on the way. All right. Well, let's, uh, we'll come no, back. No, no, we're going to gonna refresh. All right. Okay. We'll come okay. Back we'll to Quan's we'll we'll Twitter
1: back. here in a second. Let's move on
0: um, to the take it away, Chip. To take a quick second to thank our sponsor, Dragon Shield, for supporting the Uncommon Energy podcast. Huge shout out, as always, to Dragon Shield, best gaming products in the in the marketplace, in the game, definitely the best sleeves and other accessories as well. They've got deck boxes, play mats, binders, everything you could need, and much, much more. Azul, I think you were on stream twice this weekend, right, in Portland. Yeah. I did notice you were using two different sets of sleeves. I also noticed you were using some uh, dual mats. You usually don't use the dual mats. You decided to go that route this weekend?
1: yeah i took a set of dual mats a set of the also the non glares i had the the new non glares which i know a lot of people are like a big fan of so yeah the non glares are back the uh the black non i think they only have them in black it's just it's just only in black the non glares but yeah i know people are a big fan of non-glares sleeves um yeah dragon shields non non non-glares are black so definitely make sure you check them out and they act the non-glares did feel good i still i'm still a matte guy I still just love the mats, but yeah, the non-glare felt pretty good. Dual mats still feel pretty good. Um, I tried out all three of the different ones throughout the tournament. Um, or actually, maybe I just use a set of non-glare, a set of mats, or a set of non-glare, set of dual mats. Dual mats.
0: I do not believe That's for right. one second that you did not re-sleeve halfway through day one because you were so <laughs> paranoid. <and laughs> for no.
1: I reason. honestly, I honestly don't remember exactly, but uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> rocking
1: the dragon shields as always. They did me well. Shout out to Dragon Shield, as always, for uh, sponsoring the podcast. Um, if you want to pick some up and you want to support us, we have our affiliate link down in the description, or you can use the code UEPOD. to Get yourself a 5% off. Uh, and go ahead and move on to our next segment of the podcast. Guess that flavor text. My turn to pick a card to then read the flavor text on for Chip to try and guess which Pokemon that card belongs to. If Chip can guess without using any lifelines, Chip would get four points. Each lifeline you use, you use though, there's three lifelines. You'll lose a point. I was able to guess it last week after using all three lifelines. And lifelines are what set the card is from, what stage the card is, and read an attack
0: name. Chip, are you ready for this week's... Yeah, you were able to get a point last week, so I'm, I'm definitely needing to increase that lead. I'm currently up 16 to. 11 now is all scoring the first points in, uh, in a little while. So let's see if we can make that back-to-back weeks of someone getting points. Let's do it. All right. It's two whiskers provide
1: a sensitive radar. Even in muddy waters, it can detect its prey's location.
0: Whizcash or Barboach. It's one of those two for sure. Let me hear it one more time. Its two whiskers provide a
1: sensitive radar, even in muddy waters. It can detect its prey's location.
0: Yeah, I'm just locking it in right away. Whizcash, let's get it. Come on. Nope. What? <laughs> Bro, he's got the the what? <laughs> no way! I was so sure. All right,
1: go ahead. Use a lifeline. We'll see if you can get it out. What?
0: After. All right. What set is the card from?
1: Guardians Rising
0: what stage is the card basic and let's read an attack name mudslap oh is it is it barboach then yes <laughs> dude <laughs> why oh. did you just ask what stage it was dude i was like oh no he's gonna get
1: he's gonna get three points i was like oh man a three oh. point leap it's funny
0: <laughs> barboach
1: someone actually sent me a. Uh...
0: It's the one there on the right dude no i was so sure because the reason why i just locked it in right away is because i could immediately you know. picture, picture the massive whiskers on whisk <laughs> <laughs> and it's dude, like barboach I... probably has some sort of whiskers going on you know but they are nothing. like if anyone's finding anything with these whiskers it is this little guy right here
1: yeah this guy yeah. can
0: find everything with these whiskers
1: Someone uh, actually emailed me that one. I was like, yeah, we should do this one. Like, All right, sure. We'll do the do the barboat Turns out, uh, probably not the best of choices there. Until Chip choked. Oh. Um, so it worked out. Um.
0: <laughs> Dude. I should have just asked what stage it was. Because I knew it was one of the two. I just was like, I just went with my 90% gut feeling, you know. I was 100% sure it was one of the two, and I was like 90% sure it was Wizcash. So I was like, you know what? Let's let it ride. I
1: yeah. shouldn't have done that. could have walked away with three, Chip. Like, you 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 had it
0: locked. Like, you got greedy. All right, it's who wants greedy. to see if Tuan has tweeted another new card? Oh, <laughs> Wugtrio EX! Dude, look at this guy. I know, he's ridiculous. All right, there real Pokemon. quick, before we move on to our Portland recap, we're going to look at Wugtrio EX. 250 HP, stage one lightning type. One retreat, weak to fighting. It has Trochia Pump for one water. Trochia, Trochea, something like that. Discard up to three energy from your hand and choose one of your opponent's Pokemon. This attack does 60 damage to that Pokemon for each energy that you discarded in this way. And then for two water, 120, Tingly Bolt. During your opponent's next turn, the defending Pokemon can't retreat.
1: This guy sucks. <laughs> this is not yeah. good oh
0: yeah another l lug trio card i mean Trio. i could see this being like lug trio a 1-1 tech in some sort of like Champau deck that already plays superior energy retrieval or something like that if like you needed to hit for lightning weakness into something like that you know
1: stage one though that feels uh yeah
0: playing a 1-1 tech line is something we haven't seen people doing quite some time
1: yeah all right, you want to give it one more refresh before we move on? Yes.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh we got another one. Did go. you see? Is that why you asked?
1: No, I just. Okay, I know there's more coming. So,
0: we got an Incineroar EX. It's got the ability Adversity Act. Attacks used by this Pokemon cost one colorless energy less for each of your opponent's benched Pokemon. Okay.
1: Oh my gosh, that's actually kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, it is stage two, it's a fire type, 320 HP, and its attack is Blazing Bomb for one fire and four colorless.
1: It's at least going to be three. That's 240 not...
0: damage, your opponent's active Pokemon is now burned, so 260 effectively. Yeah, that doesn't seem bad at all, to be honest.
1: That's Magma Basin's like,
0: still in the format,
1: too. What, are you just not going to bench Pokemon? I don't think so. Put a, put a double uh, double turbo on there as well? Yeah, and then if they only have two bench Pokemon, we're still hitting for two forty. That KO stuff, like Iron Hands, and like all the the ancient and future, uh,
0: big basic Pokemon. Yeah, that does not seem bad. That's for sure. Does more damage than Charizard at the beginning of the game. One hit no. KOs all the basic V's. One hit KOs Reggie Gigas V.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't dislike that. I don't dislike that at all. That could be pretty good actually. see. A lot of new cool new cards coming out. See, people are talking about Charizard getting the Mist Energy and. I don't know. This card does seem
0: pretty good. No longer
1: shutting out shutting down garvor We got we got some new cars to take a look at here. Who cares about that old stuff? <laughs> Looking up the optimal Litten, of course. Yo. See.
0: <laughs> Wait, dude, but imagine if there's like some like memory uh tool or something, you know, is that thing still in the format? I don't think it is, right?
1: I don't think so, no. I think that rotated last mm-hmm. year. We might get something eventually though It would work with it
0: memory energy um, look at how scared he is
1: yeah that Litten is pretty scared um for anyone who's listening we we're looking at the Litten that has the reprisal
0: yeah
1: uh, attack that does 20 damage for each damage counter on this pokemon for two fire energy so if your incinerator got hit but then it get ko'd get hit back pretty hard if um, you could co-
0: copy the attack yeah. of the previous evolution which is a mechanic that has come through the game every once in a while
1: all right chip i do have another leak um <clears throat> There's a couple trainer cards here that are on Poke Beach. They haven't, been, they haven't been translated yet, though. But all right. One of them all right. We'll, we'll just ta- like... let's
0: let's let's make an agreement. We're just going to take a look at the pictures <laughs> of the new cards. OK, then we're going to do our Portland recap. We're going to close Twitter. We're going to close Poke Beach. We're not going to refresh. We'll do our Portland recap and then we'll come back at the end of the show and do these. OK, maybe one refresh
1: just to make sure there's nothing.
0: There's that. a frigor. I don't
1: know what that means.
0: It's Girafferig, but it's Feridgaraf. Okay.
1: <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> but the a big ones are about moon. the, the oh, trainer dude, is cards. There a Fluttermane?
0: Is there a Fluttermane?
1: We already have seen a Fluttermane. No, oh, I but, like, but uh, that skateboard yeah. right there. <gasps>
0: oh. Is it a skateboard?
1: I don't know. There's like a 30 HP thing no, in there. No, it's not I don't know what a skateboard. <clears throat> it's like
0: boost board or something like that. Yeah. Bianca. It, it's a different a razor. Bianca.
1: Razor in there as well.
0: I don't remember what this person's name is. A bunch of item cards. There's a there's a a pair of clippers with the trading card game logo on it. Okay. There's a bunch of other ancient Pokemon. You know, it's it's pointless for us to be too excited about this because like anyone who's listening to this has probably already read what these cards do, you know. Yeah, so we should just wait and then react we to just wait them, what they actually do. We should just wait and react to them do. whenever we get them. But let's refresh on Twan's Twitter one more time. Oh, for a oh. graph, here it is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Ability, tail armor. Prevent all damage oh. done to this Pokemon by attacks from your opponent's basic Pokemon EX.
1: I'm going to need the, the Frenzy Gouging for this one. But you could play the Missed Energy,
0: because it's got two colors and its energy cost. And its attack is Sneaky Beam. 160, this attack does 30 <laughs> damage to one of your opponent's benched Pokemon... Also, one KO's Gardevoir X as well. It is dark it's a type. dark type. That's right. Yep, is Notable weak to grass, loaded. which we know is irrelevant right now in the game. And then apparently Rig is not half bad either. Psychic, colorless side damage. This attack does ten more. It's twenty plus, and then ten more damage for each damage counter already on your opponent's active Pokemon. Honestly, not that bad.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but it's not that good either. It's like, no, but it's not that bad. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, this is pretty good. That's not bad. It's got Night Spear. It does have night spear. Got that night spear.
0: All right, one more refresh. <laughs> All right, one more time. Let's just refresh one more time. Okay, okay, okay. I'm exiting out. All right. And let's move on to our Portland <laughs> recap. Of course, the tournament that did just happen this past weekend. Azul with the top eight finish once again. Congratulations. Also, heck of a run, by the way, man uh what is it four top eights in a row four tournaments in a row four top eights that's pretty nuts well no because the laic
1: is in between oh okay yeah yeah we don't have to if we want to do the if we want to do the thing where we just like talk about regionals then yeah it's four regionals in a row I guess.
0: four regionals in a row
1: yeah i'm not a big fan i like, like calling major tournaments major tournaments usually and i to like I include them all together but a lot of a lot of uh, when it
0: sounds better for you you're like a lot of stats (laughs) a
1: lot of stats in the pokemon tcg world are broken down into regionals so we could do this one as well why not
0: and uh yeah it was with the charizard once again Mm -hmm. i know you did a youtube video talking about kind of the differences and stuff like that but uh i guess just real quick you know i mean if anyone wants to hear all the detailed thoughts you can definitely go check out his little video on it we've got a switch in here six fire energy two super odd uh and then the tm devo but yeah i mean just looking over it i mean maybe real quick just tell us why you guys decided Charge Rod was the move again for this tournament
1: um i mean we're pretty pretty split on a couple of different decks i think like chimpow was potentially a pretty good play for this this tournament the max caliber um, I would have minded playing that Charizard. Also, was like fine, but I don't think like Charizard was anything special. Like the meta overall was pretty hostile towards Charizard. A lot of TM Devos, Mortina, Morgardi. Um, so yeah, I think that I playing more of the TM matchup. I think it's pretty close to fifty-fifty to be honest. Um, if they had the TM Devo, I guess maybe it's probably unfavorable. And uh, Sam uh, Huff had the the TM Devo. Uh, Grant actually lost to Sam in one of the rounds <clears throat> when he was still in contention for the cut but yeah the meta overall was like reasonably hostile like all the marydons had tapu coco some of the riders went back to the path build as well so overall it's pretty hostile towards charizard i guess overall not like ter- not to the point where it's like a terrible play to play charizard like Charizard's such a-, such a good deck doesn't really matter that much um it could definitely go further to the point where you wouldn't want to play charizard um but i don't think it got that way at portland and then with like not the lack of success for charizard because obviously i made top eight but like not overwhelming success i don't think anyone's gonna like tech too much further yeah. So like, Charizard's still probably pretty good moving forward as well. But, yeah, I've had the TM Devo in here for the Mirror Match over the Justified. Um, And what were the other changes from the list? I went down to Six Fire, two Super Rod, um, which is really good against Tina. Specifically, really, really good in the Mirror Match. Like, TM Devo plus Double Super Rod, like, it felt impossible to lose the Mirror Match, to be honest. So, um, Six Fire... Just because of the, like, mobility overall, that
0: you get from Six Fire, from the Double Super the recovery,
1: Rod. Like, they TM Devo you, but they only get, like, two prize cards. But now you can actually have enough charge Charizard to, like, to To be able to last the rest of the game stuff like that um and like get yeah getting the extra fire into back and then we did play the switch uh in the deck as well for the paralysis from coco and i i think there were some palkia players playing like articuno as well so it was a pretty good call to play the switch i think um you have any sure. situations
0: come up where you needed it
1: i use it a lot i use it a decent amount um uh, but never against a coco i did play against Marana with coco but it never came up to pair it into the coco actually i don't think if i remember correctly um so I did use the switch a decent amount. Because it's also just a switch. Like yeah, sometimes you just a move good your card. <laughs> like also like like especially like compared to the San Antonio list. We still had seven outs turn one to get into Mew, the Switch, and six fire energy. Um whereas San Antonio we had seven fire, no switch. So and we went with the switch over the turtle or the escape rope because you usually want to KO whatever paralyzed you. Um so the escape rope means you'd need a boss or a countercatcher to go with it. Um whereas just And you want to be
0: able to Arvin like, for it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then uh, that is the reason that Turo... Turo's just awkward because you Turo and then you need Charmeleon on your bench or you need a Rare Candy. Um, and you can't Arvin for Turo and then play Turo, but you can Arvin for Switch. And if people are going back to the Path build, which is what we kind of thought some would, so it's like Path, Iono, Coco, you. Um, if you don't have access to your abilities, but you have an Arvin, you know, the abilities find you at the Turo, but if you can't, don't have access to your abilities, then to be able to go Arvin for Switch just makes more sense. So. I think if you really want to go over the edge in the mirror match, playing the Turo would just like... Put you way over the edge for the mirror match, but like I said, also burns are our candy. So, if everyone has Team Devo, maybe it's not even that good to be honest.
0: Yeah, so Charizard's cool and all, but obviously not strong enough to win back to back regional right, championships. Coy. Uh, yeah, tell us what happened in your top eight match. You did lose in top eight to the eventual winner of the tournament, John Ang, with his lost Tina. Tell us what happened. Uh,
1: yeah, in the top eight, I mean, it was close games. Uh, Game two, he got like a turn two boss KO on my Pidgey, and I never got Pidgeot set up. And then game one, I went like lone Charmander, and still got both games pretty close. Game one, I would never really had too good of a shot. Um, yeah, it was like, like possible pretty, but low odds. Yeah, pretty low odds, but yeah, possible. And then game two, I had a pretty good shot of winning that one. But I got the early KO on my Pidgey, and I couldn't reestablish it on the Pidgey ever to get into a Pidgeot. Um, so it came down to like a late game research to move my Lumine, and I whiffed, and then he just KOed, uh, went boss KO, crammed for the last prize card on one of my bench Pokemon. So. Both games were pretty close. Um, I had, like, my draws were, like, my draws were a little bit rough, like, really rough in game one. And then, yeah, not great in uh, game two either. But they were close games, you know. John played well, so. I'm not going to beat, you know, you're not going to win them all. It's a close matchup, I think, overall. Especially with the, if they don't have the TM Devo, which John didn't play the TM Devo. But if they have the, and also, I guess, like, the three path was nice as well. Not being, not getting spammed. Uh, Path spammed is nice. And it kind of, like, John had to be a little bit more conservative with them and, like, kind of save them for, like, the rock sand turns. So uh, allowed me to, like, set up. because it didn't really matter too much because I didn't have Pidgeot in play, so my quick searches were not happening anyway. So I guess as I like kind of, like, the one thing I wasn't able to take advantage of.
0: And, yeah, like we said, John was the eventual winner of the tournament. Nothing too crazy, I feel like, in his list. Just feels like a good, solid list. He did have two boss. A lot of people are playing one boss, two countercatcher, he Had two boss, one countercatcher. There's no Iono in this list, just the double Roxanne. Uh, two pokey copies gears. of Pokegear. Gear, you usually see just one or none. Uh, those mm-hmm. are kind of the standouts to me, and then yeah, like you mentioned as well, just the three path. Yeah, the
1: Pokegear Gear a lot get a lot better when you're committed to the two boss, and yeah. like you don't like Iono's Iono's interesting. I do don't, I don't dislike the Iono. Um, and it has been like the way I've been playing Tina because like it just I don't feel like you need if you're gonna be seeking for the turn, you don't need to Colrus. And there's always the chance that the Pokie gear just doesn't find a Colrus early game, but if it's an Iono instead of a Poké Gear, like if you look at Alberto's list, Alberto plays like the the two Iono, and I think up to this point Alberto has been like the most successful Tina player overall. Um, Alberto plays like the two Iono four colors, two Roxanne, and whereas you draw a Poké Gear and you hope it hits a Colress, if it's just an Iono and you're a bit seeking, you're kind of still on course for your your loss zone count. And you definitely got to like pull that off because you at least Iono'd for turn, and instead of like maybe whiffing Colverse off a of Poké Gear, um, but into the mid late game when you want the rock sands and you want the bosses, the Poké Gear do help you extend for those. Whereas the Iono is just an Iono, so it's kind of like the trade off. I don't really know personally which one is better, but I've definitely liked the double Iono in the past whenever I played with Alberto's list. But it's pretty close, and also Sam also did go the Poké Gear route as well, which is worth mentioning because it was a Lost Tina finals, uh, John versus Sam. Lists were a little bit different still pokey gear lists uh john had the three water sam had four path and the tmd evolution um no manaphy, i guess is also something to reference there um, which i think gives like a slight edge to, to john overall because the
0: manaphy is is like decent in mirror uh,
1: yeah i'm kind of a fan of the no manaphy but
0: it's pretty close yeah that was something that like the casters actually even brought up is like yeah there's no manaphy in sam's list so john's got to be slightly favored and then like greninja just never happened for john yeah anyway. it just like <laughs> honestly
1: <happen>. it was <laughs> like... such a it
0: was like kind of a little bit of a spaghetti fest finals but it was honestly a great finals did you watch it or no. have you watched it yet Mm-mm. dude it was uh i mean are you gonna vod review it or anything like that
1: i don't think so i, I usually have to if it goes a decent amount after the tournaments so i don't like vod reviewing them too far after if it's not too fresh and i'm kind of like
0: this yeah. one might just be worth doing anyway, because it really was genuinely like great games. Uh the
1: finals or just the overall tournament? the finals, the finals. Okay, okay. Yeah, maybe I'll just moderate the finals then. That'd be something yeah. worth doing.
0: Uh so I won't spoil what happened, but um yeah, super exciting and back and forth and you know cu- like playing to your outs type games, you know, where it's like he it feels like there's low odds to win, but play to your outs and then Sometimes it comes through. It was just really, really cool to watch play out. Um, but yeah, congrats to both Sam and John. Super sick finishes. Sam only plays in like a couple tournaments a year, yeah. usually. So, uh, and it was like I think Vancouver last year he got top 32, like top 16 with like the wacky Reggie Gigas deck that had Drapion in it and Thornton and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, so he always does pretty well at the one or two tournaments he shows up to. And then John, you know, is someone who has been in top eights of tournaments a lot but has never gotten the win uh and he he like alongside you know there's a few other american players that we have always talked about like on the broadcasts and stuff like rahul and grant manley you know these players that you're used to seeing in top eight they just haven't gotten that big breakthrough win yet and john was finally able to make it happen so congratulations to him i'm sure it means a lot
1: yeah yeah, yeah. definitely a big dub uh big dub for john for sure yeah there's a couple players still out there i think there's like the top two i guess besides john who haven't gotten the dub yet is bradner and Manley, um who have like you know had a, a ton they of have a high number them. of yeah. top eight
0: finishes that's the big thing is like they've been in top eight a lot grant's number is kind of ridiculous to be honest compared to
1: <laughs> mancy was also up there for a little while but a while but got the dub last season at so.
0: uic yeah yeah uh, then we did have a Mew in top four, Maddox Kokoran, who also runs a podcast. So shout-outs to Maddox. I believe it's the Beach Court Podcast. And, yeah, played just a good old classic oh, Fusion Mew VMAX. Yeah, Fusion Mew had the Professor Turo in here. So a little bit of a tech for probably the Snorlaxes and stuff like that. Turo plus Palpad. The
1: control. <laughs> Just yeah. they, they can't beat that. Three Switch cards, four Fusion Energy. Yeah. Turo, Palpad like... Yeah, won the ice cube route as well. Um, yeah, nothing too crazy here, though. Classic fusion.
0: And then in the other top four was Bodie Robinson, another player who's making a big deep run for the first time. He's a first-year master. Bodie yep. actually won NAIC in seniors, and he's another person who it's like everyone knows that Bodie is good. He had, I think, a top 32 finish at Pittsburgh to start the year uh, and has been in day two several times, but it was kind of just a matter of time before he had his first big – Top eight break, and it was with gardevoir which is what I think he's been playing a lot this format so far. So congrats to Bodie as well. Pretty standard list here as well. Nothing super crazy to point out, I don't think.
1: yeah nothing crazy. Yeah, Bodie's been like grinding like online tournaments and stuff as well, which is like, like it, like if uh, that would be like if anyone wants to like pick up something like Guardy, you really got to put the time in. And, and Bodie, like I've been seeing Bodie, like yeah, yeah, he's been playing Guardy for a while. Plays in online tournaments. Plays, I just plays a lot of Pokemon, so it's really cool to see. uh Someone like Bodhi, who seems to be as passionate about the game and just kind of loves the game as much as him do well with it. That's what you want
0: to see. Yeah, was a top 32 in uh, San Antonio, so more recent than I remembered yep. as well. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, the rest of the top eight here. Four different decks. We've, of course, already talked about your Charizard deck. We've got Nick Moffitt with the Maridon. Uh Definitely a little more interesting of a build. Uh, Nick is someone who pretty consistently like will play whatever one of the top couple like top two or three decks in the format, but yeah. he always plays like uh, five or six cards off, like whatever the standardized list is, you know? Yeah, he tries to find that. And I think,
1: I mean, it's most so like Nick's a really good player. So he's like the one who's like innovating on, which is what you want to be. You want to be the innovator for if sure. you can, right? And actually, I like I like Nick's list a lot because a lot of the ideas in it are like things that I was thinking was just correct for on to go to. Um, the one Raikou, the two on, no bravery charm. <clears throat> exp shares i experimented with like a little bit more of a turbo build um and they felt yeah this good, is a research
0: but... iono double yeah. flaffy build so a little different from the peony build that had become more popular recently and yeah,
1: kind of back to back to back to basics i guess with it right But has the path in there as well um so yeah I this is i just think it's a really good list from 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 nick like it has all the like i'm like overall under uh tested with Mariah, but all these things that like nick has in here and doesn't have in here are all things where i was like Personally, where I was like when I was thinking about Marion, I was like, I feel like Marion should go this way. Um, so if you're looking to pick up Marion, I would just like literally pick up Moffat's list. Like if you're interested in, in going with Marion or uh, picking up it in general, just kind of uh, playing a different or where you where you where wondering where you should go with your Marion list, so I would just copy Moffat's and go from there.
0: Yeah, and did have the Tapu Koko <laughs> EX in here. The tech yep. for the Charizard matchup had the Spirit Tomb in here. The tech for the Mew matchup also with the control. double path like you said yep uh yeah spirit team good against control as well for sure so yeah i had i had a pretty solid list for the weekend and um he was like uh was he first seed he was first seed going into cut wasn't he he was like pretty high yeah, and then there.
1: did hit i think bodhi in in top eight uh which is a good matchup for the maraidon but wasn't able to
0: pull it out yeah he tweeted um, a saw, picture yeah. of his hand <laughs> i think <laughs> yeah uh
1: it was, like, three boss, two switch cards, opened Mew, and, yeah, the whole hand was just dead. Um, I don't yeah. know if that was, like, game three or maybe just drew really bad, drew, like, had a close game one and then just drew, like, literal brick in game two. But, yeah, uh, definitely bricked one of the games, which Moron like, usually pretty good at, like, playing the game. You might not play it as much as you'd like to. You know, maybe some generator whiffs, whatever it might be. Moron usually pretty good at, like, you know, I'm at least attacking, right? Like, at the very least, right. the, the deck is attacking with the Raikou
0: i shouldn't have opened twitter but
1: uh oh my are we gonna do
0: a? Uh, no no no! we're gonna keep going but right, finish yeah close twitter what if something that we talked about with a potential incineroar and litten existed let's finish this uh oh snap bro <laughs> that's crazy anyway okay
1: connie with the arceus like the arceus like appearing finally
0: once again yeah um Makani's been grinding Arceus as well. You talk about Bodhi grinding Gardevoir for like this last format. <laughs> Bodie or uh, uh yeah, Bodhi grinding the Gardevoir. Makani has been grinding Arceus for like a year, I feel like. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe even more. Um and like the this is the, the Arceus Gigas deck that the um Stratford brothers, I think both got day two at San Antonio with. <clears throat> and it's like pretty close to the list that they played as well. I think Makani played it at San Antonio as well. Didn't make to day two though. Um, unless Makani didn't go to San Antonio, that's also possible. Um, I thought I saw him there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I mean it's Arceus Path. Can't go wrong with that. And then there is the Regigigas in there as well, the one one Regigigas, which is just a high HP, heavy hitting Pokemon. Um, I actually played against Makani in round, I don't even remember. 13. We tied uh overall. Um, game three did not conclude, and the Regigigas H early HP is kind of annoying for Charizard to be honest. The yeah, forty is kind of annoying. It's like that's right. like
0: the big plus of this, right? It's like yeah, it also kills an Arceus deck, and you take a knockout, and you bench an Arceus V and power up Energies on it. Yeah, they just counter catcher KO it, but they can't do that to Regigigas V.
1: Yeah, and also like the Regigigas V star KO's Maridon and Roaring Moon, um. And then you have, like, the Zacian V in there for, like, that early energy acceleration. If you whiff the energy attachment from hand, you can go, like, Nestball for Zayson. Jason finds a Psychic, then Zacian KOs Urshifu's in the Rapid Strike matchup. You got the Mew EX in there, which is awkward to power up, but can be good against Lost Tina, especially with the Raihan. Um, yeah, the Mew EX the is, like, awkward to set up. You Also, if you can get the energy on it, you can, like, do plays against Greninja. Like, you can bring up their Greninja against Lost Zone decks, so and you can use that. Because um, there's the counter Catcher in there as well, so you can make some... Dude, you're, you're playing like everything
0: for... in this deck. You might as well put the Poppy in here. That's what I got to say.
1: I mean, maybe to be, I, I bet they tried it. I would bet that they, they tried the, <laughs> I would bet they tried Poppy for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess like, as far as, like I said, like if you're going to be doing ride on pick up Moffat's list, I mean, yeah, just let Makani and, and crew do the work for you. And if you want to play Arceus, I would just like pick this up and go from there to be honest, just try yeah. it out to see how it feels. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm sold on Arceus as a deck overall. Makani's a good player. And the deck's definitely solid, but I don't know where Arceus overall still stands in the, in the meta game, especially with Tina. The Tina
0: matchup's got to be tough. And then we've got Ian Rob here with the top eight, closing it out with Mew VMAX, this one being the double turbo Mew, and it was the same list played also by Vance Kelly to get 12th and Travis Beckwith to get 65th place.
1: Uh, but yeah, it's DT Mew with the fusion package of not just one yeah, fusion yeah. energy, like we saw from Hedrick at San Antonio, but the sparkle plus two fusion energy. Um, so yeah, really trying to to, to not lose the Tomb, which like this is more than enough to
0: beat Rapid Strike. Should you just play the, the Ice Q uh. and then like you can <laughs> KO the Tomb? <Spiritomb? laughs> I mean, on, well...
1: It's, like, the same thing at that point. Though, I right? guess then, But then you give him a one prize. same thing.
0: And then you're putting one of the fusion energies on yeah. the ice queue instead of, like, on a Genesect. So yeah. You can You can also
1: ball. turn one Psychic Leap, even with just the one Sparkle, too few. You can turn true. one Psychic Leap to get some early cheese KOs on, like, a Pidgey or a Charmander or something. Um, so, yeah, this is just kind of DTE built to combat Spiritomb, basically. Like, this should basically auto-win Rapid Strike. If a Maraidon has, like, a Spiritomb, things definitely get quite a bit tougher, even if you have the fusions. Um, but it makes pretty much Spiritomb uh, matchups manageable uh, and probably does a, a lot for your control matchup as well because, like, the Spiritomb and the control is pretty annoying to to deal with if you don't have the fusion, so. I think it's probably, like, I, to be honest, I like DTE Mew a lot. Fusion Mew, I'm a little bit more iffy on, especially with the Charizard matchup. I think it's the, this deck has a way better Charizard matchup than Fusion Mew, um, so I think probably moving forward is probably the best way to play Mew, Yeah. Um, the two fusions, but, I mean, Fusion Mew did do better overall, so I guess it's probably pretty close. Yeah. Um, Charizard's going to be tough pretty much no matter what Mew you play, unless you're going full Handlock, but Handlock feels like... There's feel a lot of decks in matches. the
0: format, though. You know, like, in at tournaments, man, anything can happen. You could play yeah. zero Charizards in 15 rounds. Like
1: That's one probably shot, not going to uh, happen,
0: but it could happen. Yeah. Oh, I
1: saw this on Twitter, so one shot I want to give, if you go back to the standing drill fast, was uh, uh, Xander Perot did, a, like, a, a Fusion Mew class uh, going into the tournament, and apparently uh uh nicholas and the top maddox who got top four both attended the class and ended up both in top 16 so that's pretty sick yeah i think it was just like cool to shout out the uh you know that's a big team. plug for xander for sure yeah yeah this is xander perot check him out on twitter oh no um, i'm
0: opening up twitter again i shouldn't
1: do this <laughs> <laughs> well we're about to head over there anyways but yeah i thought <laughs> i would shout that out because i saw that on twitter that uh yeah both of those players you know i'm sure they played great um, but you know, maybe got a little bit of help from Xander's uh, Fusion Mew class over on uh, on Menify. So I just wanted to give that a shout for sure because I think co- coaching definitely can be impactful for uh, for a lot of players, and uh, you know, getting something like that. Uh, can definitely be worth it if that's like a the deck like if i think xander has maybe one coming if you're planning to play fusion mew i think xander might have a couple other classes leading up to the next couple majors so
0: yeah he was just tweeting about when he should do the next one should it be before knoxville or before charlotte so probably
1: one before both xander i don't know why that's a question you should just do one for each <laughs> well, I think he wants to make sure
0: he can fill both you know
1: hey man i'm just trying to help um, him with his marketing
0: the answer is both
1: <laughs> if, you, if you weren't sure xander the answer is both
0: also, we didn't look yet at the meta breakdown. Let's do that real quick. The Day one, day two, meta yes. breakdown. I so like looking one. at this
1: day one meta breakdown because I predicted everything correctly. Oh yes, you're just. Um, so I good. predicted Charizard you're at sixteen so, percent. You know it all. I predicted Tina at twelve. I and then you just, just still played. I predicted Maridon at ten to twelve. I predicted Guardia ten to twelve.
0: All this knowledge, all this power to predict the meta correctly, and you just played the same deck again, bro. Well, I mean,
1: what? It, well, what does that have to do with anything? That's just like now I can apply this to future tournaments, be 100 percent correct on my meta predictions again, um and then maybe it'll, it'll cause a deck switch. You know, just being consistent is the important part. Because mm-hmm. I also predicted my San Antonio predictions were also pretty spot on as well. Not quite as good as this one. I kind of impressed myself with this one to be honest. But I was pretty close for San Antonio as well.
0: <clears throat> and then moving into day two. Talk about conversion rate here. Lost Tina jumping up big time. Yeah. Twenty-one percent of the day two meta.
1: Yeah. are saying about the same. Guardi about the same. Mew did pop up.
0: We had some really good players playing Mew as well. It's gonna also and Mew had a great tournament overall yeah, as well. Overall. Looking at the top sixteen, it's like one, two, three, four, five, six out of the top sixteen. Like that's crazy. That's disgusting. It's just gross uh yeah
1: lost box was still there but not very it did did not have a good turn i actually thought lost box was gonna have a little bit of a bounce back um but my but between uh thinking lost box gonna have a bounce back and playing more with lost box i just don't think lost box is that good of a deck (laughs) the lost pile stuff is just so fragile yeah the lost pile decks are just super super fragile um and then warren moon actually made it onto the graphic um and uh uh, way more people than i thought would actually <laughs> There's like a couple of people picked up like the hands build that i was like yapping about on twitter before the event um which is kind of cool and then you had like really good players like ross actually choosing to play the uh the roaring moon um and ross's build was pretty interesting actually it was like there's sada in there but it's like more centered around research energy switch with the Moltres. yeah and there's a jelly in there
0: yeah, I don't know about the jelly, but yeah, the, the research <laughs> idea is kind of interesting. Heavy energy yeah. switch. Yeah, definitely pretty interesting. This is very similar. to. This feels actually very
1: similar to like Ross's Turbo Dark from NAIC. The stops, the researches, played the Ionos, which is something like that other Turbo Dark people's weren't, players weren't playing. Not many people are playing Iono and Roran Moon either, but that has That's a palpite to recover
0: Ross is like that old school player, you know, of like. I mean, how many games have you seen from Rory Moon where it's like they just get behind and they're going to lose because they have no disruption? Like, that happens, yeah. like, a decent amount with that deck, right? So now he I at least has that option, right? Yeah,
1: the most interesting part about this list is definitely lack of water energy for sure, and then research e-switch over just, like, more Sada. So just, like, see more cards. But what's the point of seeing more cards if they all the same cards? So then you have stuff like the Jellies and the Booster Capsules and the Iono, so you're actually seeing different cards. if you just research and you just see four sadas it's like well i could have just played a sada um so like the, playing the is it makes sense to have all these other kind of unique cards in there as well because otherwise drawing all those cards doesn't really mean very much if they're all the same card
0: well we did do a couple predictions before the tournament so let's go over those real quick over under 1.5 charizard in top eight azul took the under i took the over and Azul, not only was he correct, he was, was also the, the only <laughs> Charizard in top eight.
1: Yeah, I was gonna make sure if I hit any other Charizards on a position to tie, I was gonna play it out against them, so no that way shot. I was <laughs> no, I wasn't. But were <laughs> was no other Charizards there to actually oppose me, so it was fine. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then we've got second most popular deck on the meta breakdown. Azul predicted Lost Tina. I said Maraidon.
1: Pretty easy dub there, not gonna All right, lie. Let's
0: move on Pretty and finals highest placing golden go azul said top 64 i said top 16 there were two golden go in day two
1: i played against one of them actually um yeah the no, guy I really liked against grant
0: list. round 10 and you round 12
1: <laughs> yeah go a little bit lower chip they're right there yeah there you go. there's it. three in day two actually uh, and
0: it was a top 64. That's
1: three for three. I didn't even know where Paul ended, but it was top 64. Uh, Paul was actually pretty cool too. Actually, I did beat two Golden Goes in the tournament overall, and I definitely got inspired. The 2 2 Palkia from Paul, I really liked. And then I played against one in day one that played Avery. And the Avery Palkia Greninja like pressure was really annoying. So now I want to take the 2 2 Palkia from Paul and the Avery's from the player I played against in day one put them together and that actually there might be something there. That's all I'm saying. There might be something There's there.
0: There's no Melodic in this list though.
1: Either, no one played the Melodic. I think that was like everyone like came together and was just like nah.
0: No Melodic.
1: Oh, I take it back. I, all the ones I saw, the ones, the two I played against and the other ones I saw didn't have Melodic.
0: This guy has the Toad, bro. What's that even for? Tina, I guess. They just one shot you anyway.
1: Or the Averys though. I don't know if this is maybe the player I played against the day one. I actually don't know. I don't think they had the toad though. Maybe though. The toad scroll is
0: very interesting. It is interesting. What else was Let's it stopping see. besides that? Uh I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> you played against uh was it Gavin or Will? I don't Liam remember. Or it was one of
1: first two rounds yeah
0: okay okay so not someone in day two
1: yeah and i took an l to the mu in round three l the judge passed man they hit they hit pretty hard
0: Two chimpow though well done
1: yeah i forget how the oh yeah i got uh the first one Corey. i don't think drew very well against jared jared didn't draw very well game one drew fine game two but unknowing of my tmd evolution overextended the second back scalibur and then the tmd vote came in after jared had only drawn one prize card and it was kind of over from there but...
0: that's tough that's yeah. rough buddy
1: <laughs> i was like I, I won game one i was like if this ends up in a tie bro i guess i'm fine with that but then yeah for him to like move his hand along with b barrel he had to candy out the second back scalibur and then i tmd vote on the following turn
0: it was pretty much over from there tough tough all right, well that does it for our Portland recap. But before we close out the episode, we gotta check out more new cards. Come on, there's gotta be something I've been Jones in all day. Here it is! <laughs> yes, Relicanth! Yes, this is what I saw. Has the oh. ability deep in memories. Each of your evolved Pokemon can use any attacks from its previous evolutions.
1: Pretty good. That does combo with what we're we talking about? Cat. Incineroar. Yeah. All right. Oh, supporter card. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We're going to scroll down to where we were. We're going to scroll down to where we were. So we had okay, the graph okay. Now. New moon. Let's look at the Roaring Moon. Vengeful Feathers for two dark 70 plus, Ten more damage for each ancient card in your discard pile.
1: What, the T-Tard is a future Pokemon, right? The one that discards your top five and... Yeah. Fu-
0: okay, okay. Then we've got a Coridon, Ancient Pokemon. A dragon type. For a fighting colorless, it has Primeval Battering 30x. This attack does 30 damage for each of your ancient Pokemon in play. It's a single prize Pokemon for a fighting and a colorless. And oh, wow, Shred. this might be
1: better than the... Because I was hyping up the other one-prizer. Um,
0: oh, like the... the Sandy Shocks?
1: Yeah, I was yeah, hyping that yeah, thing yeah. up, but now reading this thing, it's like...
0: Yeah, this is definitely just better.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> you can do it for two energy as well, because you yeah, can like soda retreat they will need 3 energy in play. We've got
0: a great tusk. It's got two colorless for crust collapse. Discard the top card of your opponent's deck. If you played an ancient supporter card from your hand this turn, discard three more cards from the top of their deck. Hey, mill is back. Soda mill 3. Wait, soda mill 4. Three right? more cards. Yeah, soda mill 4. durant's back, baby. Hey. That's a lo- that's a lot of mill. This thing has 140 HP too.
1: This is literally just a rant. We have counter catcher, which was catcher, dude, 140 HP. Put a thing on there. You have to play HP.
0: Sada every turn. Is there another future supporter right now? You got to
1: play Sada anyways. We got to accelerate the energy to do these things.
0: There's double turbo energy in the format. But yeah, is there another ancient supporter? Is another ancient there is? I think exists. a new one got revealed right because this the uh the oracle card is a future supporter. I think yeah, was what
1: was it? I forget what it does. You are right. There is something. But it was yeah, Oh, it's terrible. Look at the top six Move cards of your
0: deck. Put two of those cards in your hand and discard the rest.
1: I guess it gets the double turbo, and then we just like attack with double turbo. I guess it could be okay. Sada seems better. Sada Greninja.
0: Well, you would probably play both, right? You need the game to go probably that yeah. many turns, About like more, more than Sada, four a couple turns of hops for in. sure. Just palpat some Sadas back. Yeah, that's true yeah. too. Hoppa could like help us dig for the countercatchers and stuff. And then let's scroll back up. We've got... Another Iron Valiant. Uh, the one kind of
1: sucked, but this one doesn't look as bad.
0: Yeah, Psychic Calculation. Look at the top four cards of your deck and put them back on top in any order. And then two Psychic and a Colorless Majesty Sword. hundred plus if you played a Future Supporter card from your hand this turn. This attack does one hundred more damage. I think it's a little unreasonable to power this thing up, but What's the one prize though. Well, with the new I don't know with the new oh, Yo Yo card. Yo Synergy Cook. Oracle Supporter. Zatu. get any two cards out of your deck
1: oh and then accelerate to this sure yeah, we're kind of cooking
0: you, <laughs> you you were not gassing me up like i needed I guess, to it, yeah ready. zatu
1: thing yeah you could play uh one of the things that what well, is increase your damage by 10 or 20 the basic is only 10 damage more right or is it 20
0: the iron crown i think it is yeah. 30
1: what it's, not, all right, it's 20 for sure. There's no way it's 30.
0: I think it's... I'm going to scroll down now. Sorry for anyone watching on YouTube watching me just furiously scroll through Twan's Twitter page. <laughs> Shout out, Twan. Yes.
1: There it is. It's not 30. It's 20. It's I thought 20, it was 10. like I said. Yeah. <laughs> so you can play one of those, get to 220, or you can play the tool card to get to 220. Chaos of like Maraidon. Just like thinking about that.
0: Speaking of Maraidon, we've got another Dragon-type basic here. Here we future go. Pokemon Speed Peak for one colorless. It does 40 damage. Search your deck for up to two basic energy and attach them to your future Pokemon okay.
1: in any way that you like. We knew there had to be some form of future energy, energy celebration. We got the item card. Now we have this Maraidon. It does right. 40, but you get a couple of those Iron Crowns involved or even like the tool card. We're doing 60, 80. We're Kevin yep. Rawls turn one.
0: It's literally Plasma. Plasma is back. Yep,
1: yep, 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 yep. yep
0: and then good yeah that's that's not that
1: card would suck to be honest probably like the one of future item card if you prize that that kind of sucks but this guy actually like kind of evens things out for you a little bit The right
0: yeah that card's definitely got to be pretty decent we got the iron treads here another future pokemon it's got the ability dual core while this pokemon has future booster energy capsule attached it is both fighting and metal type and then its attack is metal colorless Passing wheel, 60 damage. Move one energy from this Pokemon to one of your benched Pokemon. Go next. Go next. <laughs> We've got Shiftree, a stage two grass type, 150 HP to retreat, weak to fire. It's got the Expelling Tornado attack for one grass. Choose three of your opponent's benched Pokemon. Your opponent shuffles all of their other benched Pokemon and all cards attach them back into their deck. Pretty powerful effect. That's not bad. And then... Energy loop two colorless 140. Put an energy from this Pokemon back into your hand. So it's too easy to play around, but it could be a cool if you like cool effect. Can, but I don't think it'll ever see. Play. Yeah, yeah. It's just too. It's a cool effect. But it's too hard to make work. We read the Relicanth. Uh I also the reason that I saw the relicanth exist was because I saw a Jake Gearhart tweet. Imagine. Oh
1: boy. <laughs> already cooking. He's already in the lab. He's always actually to be honest he he's be in the He literally is always in
0: the lab. Yes. Yeah, always in the lab. <laughs> 330 HP junk hunt. There's a oh magneton with junk magnet. Two item cards from discard into your hand.
1: Oh my that okay, that's actually kind of scary. Oh no. that's kind of discuss- that's kind of gross <laughs>
0: that's kind of <laughs> gross boss oh KO boss lost city ko relicanth okay yeah i mean they might have a second one but yeah 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 uh then we've got eerie from sv5 your opponent reveals their hand discard up to two item cards you find there yo gets this but better yeah definitely better that's actually that card is good yeah this card's definitely good Can we keep luminian limnianism format yes dude you go second
1: and you turn one eerie them that's kind of gross yeah but they huh. just
0: played their item cards buddy I'll figure it out they came <laughs> that's we a got... counter to magnezone they they can <laughs> it's a counter to magnezone ignoring the fact that magnezone is probably using it all right dude. We've got Emergency Board from Scarlet Violet 5. Pokemon Tool Card. The retreat cost of the Pokemon this card is attached to is one less. If that Pokemon has 30 HP or less remaining, it has no retreat cost.
1: I mean, they just gave us a Pivot Tool Card. Yeah, we haven't one. had
0: this in a while.
1: It's not as good as a skateboard because the skateboard also removed. Like you could retreat if you were paralysis.
0: paralyzed or asleep.
1: Yeah. Um. What have What have we had similar to this? Nothing, right? This is...
0: We're back? kind of like air balloon because it reduced by two this reduces yeah. it by one
1: but i think it's good i think air balloon was like too good i i do like the reduced by one better i think air balloon was too good still it almost felt like even <laughs>
0: compared to floatstone well
1: floatstone was obviously better but like yeah floatstone was, but floatstone was well, i know i markers, know but like... it's like
0: floatstone is obviously better air balloon was good but not floatstone yeah like you don't think air balloon was enough of a step down is what i'm saying
1: No, yeah i think this is yeah because it's like kind of like being like like something like Field Blower. It was just like, that's just why is that this card card exist, You know? Like when you think back to Field Blower, like it just did everything. Yeah. It should not have existed. Like Flowstone does, did. Yeah, there's no limitations. Cards need limitations. So We've got Hand is, okay.
0: Trimmer, an item card from Scarlet Violet Five. Both players discard cards from their hand until they have five cards in hand. Your opponent discards cards first. It's literally Hugh. Well, yeah, not literally Hugh, because Hugh could draw you cards. Yeah, Sander probably
1: simultaneously likes this card and hopes no one else plays this card uh, against. (laughs) Because, like, actually, if you're in, like, a stall situation, you can, like, deck them out so much faster, right? Oh, new card just popped up. He's like, yeah, they have a huge hand, and then you just,
0: like, they go down to five, and then you Iona them, and they lose. Order box item. After you use this card, your turn ends. Search your deck for up to two item cards. Reveal them and put them into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. Imagine using this card, and then your turn ending, and then your opponent goes, eerie, discard the two items you just searched for.
1: <laughs> what if it's a bait, though, and you just got to get two dead cards, and that's it?
0: Yeah, but they choose the other items in your hand as well. You
1: only had bad items.
0: Just oh, okay.
1: two other of the other cards. What are they called? You just searched out two. <laughs> two. What is the card called? The treasure treasure chest
0: or whatever it's called? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah the uh the order box
1: yeah you just search out two order box with your order box and you get eerie and they get to discard two order box insane next level play this bo- mm-hmm. this card doesn't seem very good
0: no but this maybe type of card has not
1: maybe though like fun. if you play it in an arvin deck you could arvin for it turn one and then use it to just get like your candy or candy charizard or something might not be terrible as a one of in like candy decks that play arvin but i think more like- decks will play arvin moving forward
0: We've got a Bianca's devotion, heal all damage from one of your Pokemon that has 30 HP or less remaining. A little too exact, I feel like. Yeah. But that
1: sometimes just lines up in certain matchups, right? Where they just they hit four that is having like 10 HP left and they plan to do something about that next turn, but then you have the Bianca's devotion. So But like most
0: like... decks have something that can play around this, right? Like they've yeah, got yeah. some other attack that can just like do 30 damage first, right? that's true that's true but like yeah this is like what would be one of those very situational
1: matchup tech
0: cards what's it's interesting like... to me here is this bianca specifically calls out a pokemon with 30 hp or less which feels kind of weird but then this emergency board also specifically calls out pokemon with 30 hp or less
1: i think there's like something coming out that has like something to do with
0: self damage? <laughs> oh you know what Friggin' self damages itself to 30 hp remaining roaring moon true it's but then it's just gonna get, KO'd. Yeah, it's gonna get chaos <laughs> <KO'd. laughs> yeah i don't think it's surviving <laughs>
1: maybe it's for the uh, uh yeah i don't know i mean nothing yet maybe there'll be more that
0: comes some with that. Maybe ability they're... of something that puts itself down to 30 hp or something like it that also just maybe decided that
1: that's like the hp they want to work with to have the more powerful effects take effect It'll also be mm-hmm. it there's like all right this is the this is it how maybe much they'll come out with on some... poke
0: beach that we haven't seen yet
1: i think that was it actually i think we've caught up or maybe they'll come out with something like a flash bite where you can damage yourself as well like you do two on their side two on your side or something who knows oh there's a magneton with an ability that we don't have we oh yep yet.
0: and poke has some translations all right here we go we've got a matang metal maker once during your turn you may look at the top four cards of your deck choose any number of basic metal energy you find there and attach them to your pokemon in any way that you like
1: whoa that's pretty good <laughs> Right? Am I trolling? Am I tripping?
0: Yeah, it's once per turn on a stage one, yeah. Are you... that's, that's pretty good. And you've got the new okay, yeah. supporter to stack the energies as well. If you wanted is, is to. Is Metagross any good? Comet Punch, 60 damage during this next turn. It does 60 more. And what? then Luster Blast, 200 discard two. No.
1: But you can play for like the Luster Blast, I guess, like a one of. But yeah, that seems... I don't know. You just set up three of those me-tang, and you're just like that were an energy. Does Dialga stick around?
0: Dialga does stick around. Hey, look out. The Ghastly and the Haunter aren't anything special, by the way. Unlucky. We've got a Feraligator here, a Hollow Rare ability, Torrent Heart. Once during your turn, you may put five damage counters on this Pokemon. If you do, this Pokemon's attacks do 120 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon during this turn.
1: And then for two water, so we're looking at 280 for two water? Yeah. Can't use Giant Wave during your next turn. Eh. Yeah. Does not seem great.
0: It is a stage two. Yeah. No great way to get the energies on it quickly. The Whimsicott, you pass a Whimsicott with an ability. Oh, my bad. Whimsicott here. Ability lifting heal once during your turn. When you play this Pokemon to evolve one of your Pokemon, you may use this ability, heal all damage from your active grass Pokemon. If you do, discard all energy from that Pokemon.
1: Mm, the discarding of the energy is tough.
0: Yep. And other than that, I think we've seen all of this. Yeah, I think that is it. We got some alternate art cards revealed for those who care about that. I know Azul does not. Look at the giraffe, bro. That one's
1: pretty cool, though.
0: Uh, Yeah, Azul, you can appreciate them, but you're you're not going to buy them. Well, I'm going to get the Cleffa still. I need to get the Cleffa.
1: I also want to get the...
0: Yeah, dude, you need to get the Cleffa. It's only been out for like six months. I'm working on it.
1: And then I like the the super evil Superman, Aquaman, uh, whatever Elephant. one that was. Yeah, it's also pretty sick artwork. Um, yeah. So new cards, new cool cards, dude. It sucks that we're two and a half months away from this, or two mo- two months in a week. Yeah, away from these cards, we're so far away. Ugh. We're if only we we're a little bit more in line with Japan's release. Still a little bit off, a little bit too off in this first set of the new year. Every time yeah or last year now this year so that kind of sucks it just feels so. so
0: bad to see these things this far in. Day, yeah you know? i wish they just
1: didn't show them to us why'd they have to do this yeah keep them hidden for a little bit longer but yeah i mean there's a lot of cool new cards that's the 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 me tang all the ancient and future stuff uh the incineroar maybe like there's so much the relicant like the incineroar seems pretty
0: dang good man
1: I mean, this is like the main reason you don't need a like we don't need to stress about what, what what with our current stuff who cares about the current stuff
0: yeah dude uh <laughs> what kind of wrench do you think this throws in all the decks that joe bernard already like pre-made for... <laughs> probably quite a few to be honest
1: probably quite a few i think i saw joe tweet last week or something should i start working on the new stuff right now or should i wait for more reveals or something i think um and i actually voted on the poll i think i said now i think i voted on the poll i don't remember um, but yeah, gotta go back to the lab, Joe. back to the lab you go.
0: He's already made so many lists, dude.
1: Wonder how many of them are not good anymore
0: <laughs> or could or changed. how
1: much how much of them are that much better? All these new cards,
0: yeah,
1: a couple of meat hanging in there.
0: Oh, I thought this was funny, too. It's like he was like gonna start working on his lists, and then, like three days later, buddy Poffin gets released, yeah, so it's like. <laughs> a little risky if you work on it too quickly you know yeah i
1: guess that's is that all we're gonna get that's a lot of new stuff we're still missing an a spec right there's still one a spec
0: missing we are still missing an a spec yeah but they got to save something for the uh um, champions league or champions league yeah i imagine that's when it'll get revealed and maybe what if they're saving something better than prime what would it have to be to be better than prime know. catcher super max nothing.
1: potion i don't know maybe I mean a max everything. potion, max potion with a reprint would be pretty crazy just as itself, to be honest.
0: Yeah, Perhaps but it might be too potion. good, right?
1: I mean, if it's competing with Prime Catcher, I don't think it would be. Like, I think it'd be on par. Maybe so. Especially because like the ancient and future ones. At least the future one will definitely be playing. It's honestly the ancient one might still just play Prime Catcher, which is kind of sad. Like, yeah, ancient decks might not play the draw yeah. six card, which probably isn't draw six. It's probably more like draw four, draw five, but yeah. It's pretty good for an item card, but Prime Catcher is also pretty good. So yeah, can't blame them.
0: All right, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks so much, to everyone, for listening as always Uh, and sticking with us as well. (laughs) Unexpected reveal of a bunch of new cards in the middle of our episode. So kind of, kind of good timing, honestly, because otherwise we would be waiting till this coming Tuesday to talk about them. So kind of works out. Worked out. Um, but yeah, thanks so much to everyone for listening. If you want to show your support, best way to do that is to drop us a like, leave a comment a review on the podcasting platforms. All those things help us out a bunch. Let us know you're enjoying what you're listening to. And it helps more people discover the podcast. And, uh, yeah, if you want to stay up to date with us and everything going on in our lives and with the podcast, you can follow us over on Twitter. That's the best place to do it. Follow me at chip Richie. Azul is at Azul underscore GG. And then you can also follow the podcast at uncommon underscore energy
1: Yep, appreciate the support as always i won't be seeing y'all in just a couple days on wednesday where we'll be getting back to our is it regularly scheduled broadcasting is that the, the thing that people used to say regularly at...
0: scheduled programming
1: programming yeah wednesdays at 7 a.m eastern see ya peace